and happy Halloween, everybody. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalkInc.com. I am your host, David. I'm joined with... Jen. Who's eating White Castle. <laughs> Way to call me out. Uh, when we're, we're actually uh, recording this, not on our regular Sunday, but on a Monday, and it's after work here on the East Coast for... Jen and Dave, although Dave technically had off today, so and he G's, sucks, and so did G. G's day is getting started. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so, uh... Yes, I'm <laughs> eating White Castle because it was the quickest and fastest thing to have right now. There's, there's legit still daytime TV on right now in LA. So, you're oh, like, so, so soap operas and all that fun stuff like are on soap right now. Soap operas and like court shows. <laughs> I, you, you it's funny. Love you love shows. your court shows. I always see. On, I don't know. If, I don't do. I don't think you do it on G Reels, right? I always see it on your personal IG. You love court shows. Like Judge oh, Mathis yeah, is your like, boy. Judge Mathis and Wendy like Williams. My secret uncle. I think. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I, then like, the People's Court too is also a highlight. I used to watch. Judge uh, Judy. Yeah. Yeah. That's her. She, yeah. When I was a kid. She's still on. Yeah, right? she's, she's like too mean though. I think she's still on, right? Yeah, I think, she's still. I think she's like the highest paid of out of all of them. I think these people deserve it though, when these judges are mean to them. They're just yeah. Stupid. I mean, but like sometimes it seems like they, they don't even let them get a word in edgewise. Like, like, when maybe if you let me talk and heard my evidence, you would like. <laughs> How are the ratings for those things? Uh, they know. do pretty well. Like all of them, pretty do pretty well because they have like they're following their ratings is different. Yeah, but um, they're they're sold like internationally too, so they get like a ton of money from that. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, apparently, they get paid very well. Judge Mathis says he's very comfortable. Nice. There's even a Spanish version. Oh, Boo. Gaso Cerrado. That Cerrado. thing is that thing is Case so close. It is so huge, G. Like, yeah, it's a big thing. A huge thing. When I, I when I used to that lady's very popular. Before in I started culture. Before I started working at a university, I used to work in my area, and I used to deal with a lot of uh, Spanish-speaking residents of the area. And I would say one out of every five of them would just be in their conversation talking to like their significant other and mention Gaso Cerrado. So it is a huge thing. Have I ever seen it? Not once. (laughs) My friend used to work on, I used to work on Judge Joe Brown and he um, told me, I didn't know this, but like in order to get like people to agree to be on these things, like, you know, they pay for their flight out there and they pay for their hotel stay, but they also pay for a portion of like, if they lose, so if the defendant happens to lose and owes like oh, the kind yeah. of like like five thousand dollars, they will pay for a portion of it. It's almost like an appearance fee almost. Oh, so either way uh, they get paid. Either way they get paid. Now sometimes you can have a judgment that is so low that it, 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 they cover the whole thing. But if it's like one of those like you know really big like five thousand dollar judgments, it just depends. Like they might end up paying like half of it, and then the rest you personally take care of. Interesting. But yeah, that's how they get on there. That's our insight on court TV. Yeah, seriously. I know. <laughs> to immerse themselves on national TV. Word. All right, so this week we are looking at finishing up our month of horror and looking at the entire Halloween franchise from 1 to 11. What's that? It's a horror <laughs> franchise. <laughs> What's Halloween? What is, the number one movie in America for the second Halloween. week in a row. A nice 30. Wait, and didn't it also break another record today? It did. It broke. Uh, it is the highest grossing slasher film of all time. It topped screen on Friday. So this week, I actually was watching the entire Scream franchise, and Scream 3 is still not good, but it has a lot of cameos that I totally forgot about. I was actually texting G and Jen off the line. I was like, like oh, look, it's Carrie Fisher, Fisher. and Kevin Smith. Yeah. You know what scene is good, though? The chase scene through the, the, the house. The house set. 
on the yeah on the back lot. I like that scene. I just think the reveal makes no sense. Scream three is with Laurie Metcalf, right? No, that's Scream that's two. Scream two. Okay. The reveal makes yeah. no sense. Your boy Scott Foley. My boy, I know he's so cute. <laughs> and he'll, he'll, he'll always be Nold. Everyone me. in that movie fucking sucks too. Wait, I like Parker Posey though. Parker Posey's funny. I like her in a lot of stuff. I actually really like her in Josie and the Pussycats. Just saying. <laughs> Wait, the movie? Yeah, the movie. She's the villain. I'm out. She's a lot of fun. Do you like her in Scream 3? She was funny. She was, I, I, I don't know. I guess everyone's so unlikable except the main characters. And you know how I, I don't love Dewey. So. Right. Well, I mean, they made Dewey and uh, Gail more the focus because Nev Campbell was only available, like, I think three weeks because Make- she was shooting. She was shooting Drowning Mona. Makes sense. It looks it. Yeah, you can tell. Like you can tell, she's like she's missing from like the what the first, well, not the first half, but like there's a big middle portion that she's not I in. I think she's in it for like they show her doing her crisis calling thing, and then you don't see her for another like twenty five minutes. So, yeah. yeah. But um, I will say I saw I finished up watching Screen Four this morning and. I didn't love it as much as I did the first time. I All right, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to pop that in tonight because, like, I remember liking it more than Scream 3, and I thought it was, like, a good, like, fan service movie. Like, it seemed like it was just made for the fans. It's very fan service but I think the same issue with Scream, the same issue I have with Scream 3 is, uh, spoiler alert, it's almost eight years old now, so I, I'm going to spoil who the killer is. I don't, get, I don't get why Sydney's cousin is a killer. Makes no sense either. She wants to be famous, yo. <laughs> I right? my, my favorite line in the my favorite seg- scene in the movie though is um where I forgot the blonde girl's real name. The oh, uh, short hair. Hayden Pantier. So the she was, when they were they were she was on the phone with go with the killer and the killer's like name the remake and she literally goes through every single remake that's every ever been done. <laughs> that was yeah. fucking great. Uh, Her character, I, I feel like she's supposed to be like female Randy kind of a little. She was funny. She was she cool, and she went. She went out a terrible way. I thought she would have made it. So, uh, you know, there the uh, Hayden Pantier and Wes Craven said that they didn't like completely show her dying because they wanted her to like if they did another one that she would be alive. I figured she died because she like she would bled out like a lot. Yeah, uh, but uh, a lot of blood. That poor... was a lot of blood. Who's, but, who's uh, the Who's the other killer? Poor man's Macaulay Culkin's brother. Oh, is Rory. that is it? Kieran or Rory? Rory oh, Culkin. Wait. Is it really him though? Oh, it might yeah. be Rory. I think no, they're Rory related. It. It's his brother. Uh, I think it is Rory. Oh, I gotta God. look this up. Well, well, so he's, is he supposed to be like Stu? Kind I of? think he's supposed to be like Stu because he tries to, in the end, he's like talking about doing everything that Billy and Stu did, like yeah. stabbing each other and so on and so forth. But I will oh. say, I will say, Ran- Randy's death in two still gets me like a lot. It really yeah, does. It, um, what, do you like the opening scene for Scream Four? How they like uh, do all the. I, I, you know, it's fun, but I, it doesn't really hit the same way. Because even I don't love Scream Three, but I still think that that yeah, opening is better. It, the opening is better. I think the opening of One, Two, and Three are solid. Especially, I think the problem I have with the Scream Four opening, even though I think I like like what they tried to do, I just think it's too like almost like too comical to be taken seriously. Yes, like it, I agree. It, it takes you out, it takes you out of it a little bit. But I get what they were trying to do, but it it really took me out of it. And then, but like that, that that opening scene was cut a lot. Like, they, I mean, Dimension's known for like shooting a lot of stuff and not putting it in the actual movie. And the opening scene for that movie changed a ton by the time they uh, got to the what their final result. What for Screen Four? 
for Scream Four, and oh, I guess boy, the boyfriend, uh, Nico. I forget his uh, his, his, Tre- his Trevor. Name. Trevor. Trevor had a bigger part too. His his part got cut way down. Uh, I guess due to cuts because of dimension, but he had like a lot more to do, and it wasn't just you know the boyfriend. And you could tell that they were tr- the way they ended it. It seemed like Wes maybe wanted to do one more, depending how the, it did. But obviously he passed away and we never got to see another one. But we may see another remake in line with Clueless, which that's the big news of the week. Like Clueless, <laughs> is getting, Clueless is getting a remake. <laughs> Whatever. Gross, gross, gross. You guys are both going to see it. I'm totally bugging. Who's, who's that? <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, I was like, all my friends agree that like they don't see how it could work. They can't. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's so, so like it's so like, that the there, it's nothing in this modern era that like I think you can make fun of or like poke like it. We don't have this. There's not any cool new vernacular that you can make fun of. Like it's it was very so much good and so perfect. Okay, I like I saw this movie. I had the what's that? The Talk Girl um, Tiger Beat phone that you could press a button and it would be like whatever, as if like the little <laughs> ones with the earpiece that like would pop out. So I had that. I had like this this computer game for like my old IBM computer where you could do like shares outfits or be like in a high school class. Like there was so much merchandise that came out of the movie too at the time. Like it was just it was such a good movie i had Cher's jacket no you didn't the yellow jacket no you didn't i did you wish you did i wore it to school and all that fun stuff all right i had dion's hat then (laughs) 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 no it's just a stupid idea i i can't like i just it's just not i don't even know why they want to like touch it i will say like getting the writer or for glow i guess is like encouraging is that show well, is good. Well, I do, I do like them, but I just like, I just don't know. Gee, have you I, seen I, Glow? Like I all of it? I, I, I haven't watched all of it. I've watched a few episodes that okay. I like. I've seen. I think but... an adaptation of like Emma is totally fine. Like, I guess if you want to make it into like the modern, like with like teens now, fine. But don't literally just like copy and paste Clueless. Like, it's just not going to work. Yeah, you're uh, not. Silverstone is like a teacher or something. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, oh probably. yeah, I see it coming. Like even like you, not because of anything. I watched the Clueless TV show. Oh, that for show a was while. terrible. It wasn't great, but like I watched it still because like it still had like a few people. I mean, I wasn't a fan that like Rachel Blanchard like uh, took over Alicia's yeah. role. Like it just wasn't the same. What has she been in? But I help me out. Uh, she was in the Rage Harry Two. Ugh. She was in uh, Sugar Sugar and Spice. Yeah, wasn't come on, she? give me give me something you know I'd watch. Well, Sugar and Spice was good. So, uh, did they get anyone? I don't remember. I remember not liking the show and not watching it much. Well, they had Elisa Donovan who played Amber. So they she had, uh, she came Dash back. Yeah. So so all the all the Donald, Donald Faison too was on it. Oh, I liked him and I liked him. And, and it the just guy, such a good cast. The guy who's in like the bathroom shaving his head. He was actually a character on the show too. He was one of the main characters. Interesting. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's so. Er- yes, you're right. His friend, I forgot his name. <laughs> it's kind of thing too, but like, yeah, he was like one of the. He was his, like the main character on the show. I think the only one that he didn't really get back was Alicia Silverstone, who was like, I have a film career. Yeah, Bad. you did Batman oh. and Robin. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's still and early excess talks. Baggage. Let's not. I don't. Forget. I don't. I don't know what that is. G. You ever seen X? But he's still no Right. Yeah, I've is seen it. it. Is that any good? It's, it's not. Good. But 
no i just i you know what it, it was one of those movies that was always on tv like again this is another one when i had like illegal cable and like you would just have it on like an hbo like signature channel or an hbo family or an hbo whatever and so i mean this wouldn't have been in the family channel but whatever so you know like you would it would just be there and then like there'd be a movie that was always on tv or it would be playing on like stars or something and i would just always watch it over and over again so it's like bad but good at the same time christopher walken's in it yeah he is benicio del toro um like g said and he was like he's pretty I'm, cute in there i'm gonna take your word i'm gonna take your word on is it she, like fair i mean i don't know if it's fair because she still consistently works but did she not take off as probably as much as she could have no sure she's least... like she's like the nine she's like the modern day army hammer yeah, because you'll be thinking about it. There's only clueless. Like, you know, I mean, Blast from the Past, I guess, is Ugh. all right. Ugh. But, like, Jenny likes that. And I can tell she <laughs> likes it. She's giving me a face like she likes that. I'm always so I had bad. a little smile, like, like come up without like... making eye contact with David. Uh, <laughs> I did kind of like that. It's a good cat. See, that's okay. That's Christopher Walken. So, look, they did two movies together. Now I just put that together <laughs> Brendan Fraser, Sissy Spacek. Uh, who else was in that? There was a few other people, but it was good. I mean, it was cheese. It was cheese. She seems like she's like built for TV right now. Yeah. But, well, I hear her show American Woman is really good, and I think that's on the Paramount uh, yeah. Network. I have heard that actually. She has fifty nine credits to her name as an actress. What? Nice. Oh, I don't. I don't know what the ratings are for that though for American Woman, but I did hear really really good things. Well, we'll see what happens in terms of casting, and I have a little fun. I have a little fun idea for next week that I'll let G know at the end of the episode. No, you find that at the end. At the end. At the end. But it has to do with casting, and that's the only tease you get for now. This is going to be difficult. Um, Because he always gives us homework. So this, (laughs) so this week we saw. What did we see this week? I know G's like. We saw Hocus Pocus. G saw his favorite movie of the year. Oh, the hate you get was so good. It's so good. But, is, I mean, I can tell, really, like... It's really sad, right? There are some parts that are, <sighs> but then it's also, like, super inspirational. And I, I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, uh, looking at it from a more personal... I, like, there were certain things that like, I took personally while watching it, I guess, that why it kind of resonated a bit more. And um, it was funny, because I saw it with my friend, who's white, and it sparked this whole whole conversation after it was over, like, two hours of, like... Like, things he didn't really understand fully. Like, he had no idea, like, things were that bad. Like, he was just uninformed. And he felt like uh, watching that made him a bit more informed in the situation. Now, you have to show him Boys in the Hood. Stop. And give him the full (laughs) spectrum. Well, but that's good. Like, I mean, I think movies like this, it's important. It's important to show movies like this, to have this out there, I think, to market it, to have everyone see it. And then I think it's just it's just as important to have that dialogue after the movie, because, right, like if someone's not exposed or doesn't really realize because, you know, we tend to live in our little bubbles. You know, this is our day to day. We have our routine. We got to go to work. We got to do this. We got to worry about our families, yourself. What are you doing for your career? What are you doing for this? Like, it's very hard. And with the news, especially the way it is today, it's very hard to like sometimes you just end up staying in your bubble because it's what you know so i think it's always important when you can have like a respectful informed dialogue with someone that you may not realize you know you may not realize what their home life is or what their own personal experiences are and i think it only makes you a better person to know those things and i think um 
overall, I think it's even like just strengthening your friendship too. Yeah, of course. And like, I also like that it, I felt watching it that it wasn't trying to beat you over the head. It wasn't heavy handed. And all the characters weren't like the same. Like every black person in it wasn't angry. Every white person in it wasn't uninformed either. There was different facets of like people's personality that, you know, exist in like a real world situation. They didn't make everyone like a caricature. Like there was like someone that you could identify with, but then also that person, like, okay, I know that person would exist in this situation, but there's also people that do understand uh, what this situation is. And I'm glad they, they kind of represented everyone in the movie, which I thought was nice. How are the Oscar chances? Just the movie? Um, well, it, I think the 96% on Rotten Tomatoes helps. The movie's not doing bad, doing decent numbers. I think it's just hard for it to sell a movie like that. Oh, no, yeah. I, I was actually... I wanted to watch something heavy today, and I did end up choosing something heavy, but I didn't do the hate you give because I figured it was going to be extra heavy. So I yeah. think also the topic might, you know, steer people away. I ended up watching The Old Man and the Gun. Oh, how was it? It was good. It was... It's... Um, not for everybody, but I thought it was really good. It's more of a comedy than anything. I thought it was more, uh, it, t- it took me back how funny it was. And Robert Redford is pretty fucking amazing in it. And Sissy Spacek is really good in it too. I think they have really good chemistry together. I'm not sure if they worked with any, worked together on anything big before, but, um, yeah, what, they, they showed, um, because in the trailer, they talk about how he escaped jail 16 times. And they actually show old Robert Redford movies as a young man during in his scenes. What? They actually, this is the first time they've ever oh. been on screen together. Yeah, they the first work, and the last because. Yeah, he's retiring. They work retired. really well together. Um, so they show old clips of Robert Redford movies as his escapes while he was young in jail, which is pretty cool. Um and I know I don't know how we feel Did about they CGI him or they just no, use no, someone it's else. Old old footage of his movies. Of his movies? Yeah. <gasps> I don't know what movies they were, I just know they were old footage. Um He's so handsome. <gasps> he just like had a moment. Have you seen him in Barefoot in the Park? If you haven't, ladies, go out there and look. This is classic, handsome, old school man. Very hot. Anyways. Uh what else? Oh, uh, and Jane Fonda uh, for the uh, fellas. Some of, your, uh, some of your TV folks are in the hate you give. I already mentioned Archie offline. Oh, is yes, plays yes. her boyfriend. Wait, plays her boyfriend. A and, uh, oh, a boyfriend. <laughs> oh, he plays her boyfriend. So he got lucky. Well, not really. I don't know if you would say lucky, but he replaced someone named Kean Lolly, who was fired from the hate you give after he used the N word in like a video that was either on Snapchat or it got released while he right right after he got the movie. And, uh, is he white or was he? Uh, let me look. I mean, either way, you know. You know, you should, uh, you should know your audience and your thing, but still. Yeah, he's white. Yeah, he's white. Okay. It would make sense that the character has. To be yeah, he's white. So then he, uh, so KJ replaced him, and then Sabrina Carpenter, who was Maya on Girl Meets World, is one of her friends in the movie too. So it's like it's got a full cat like uh, Regina Hall's in it. Like uh, all the parents are good, but the kids, especially. Is it uh, Common in it, too? Yeah, Common in it, too. Common has a really strong scene with uh, Amanda St- uh, Stenberg that plays the, plays the lead girl. I I think if it's not too crowded, she could sneak in and get a nomination, I think. There, she has some really strong scenes in the movie. 
It just depends on how crowded it is. Because I only really, really know about Lady Gaga. And so right now, I, from what I've some of the research following the season so far, I think <clears throat> Glenn Close, Gaga, um, Natalie Portman. Nothing of her yet. No. Even, no. Um, the uh, the one of the leads from the favorite, not Rachel Weisz and Emma. I think the other one, uh, Coleman. I can't remember her first name, but she Olivia Coleman. I can't remember her first name. I don't want to butcher it, but she's in the running as well. So those are the big three right now. So I haven't, it might be, there might be room for it. I think the only category that seems like really, really difficult right now is actor. Actor seems like it's Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman. So she, (laughs) and it's go and it's, it's going comedy and musical too. So. Well, I would implore the Academy not to forget Tony Collette, and I know they're going to forget Tony Collette. They're going to forget I hope Tony Collette. I, I, <laughs> but they shouldn't forget Tony Collette. <laughs> I mean, it's one of our favorite movies of the year. So, I mean, it still is. I it's been almost the year's almost over, and it's still in my top ten. She's so good. There's this guy that writes for uh, box office profits. He's one of the one of the box office sites, and I don't know if he has a grind against like some bone to pick with First Man, but like. He seems like in each paragraph he writes about it dropping every weekend. He seems to relish in the fact that it's not doing well. <laughs> well, I've dropped. And he was like, and he was like, with these grosses, it just dashes all of its Oscar chances. I was like, Jesus, dude! Like, oh yeah, I've dropped it in my dire. in my predictions. I've dropped it now. I think uh, what's picking <gasps> up steam. Yeah, it's David. it's it's still making Best Picture, but it's not going to win. Um, Green Book is really picking up steam, and yeah. I. I've heard a lot of, and I saw finally saw the trailer today, and it looks amazing. I saw the trailer, and it looks like a Driving Miss Daisy, but with like. I actually got the impression too when I saw the trailer. I was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it's just with Mahershala in the back, but like, right now it's at right now it's holding strong in ninety three, and they said that Mahershala is really really good, that he's going supporting, so he might get another one. Yeah, unless Sam Elliott. Not getting uh. Wait, what do you say? I'm sorry, G. Is, is Boya Race getting any uh? It's right now, from what I see in a lot of predictions, it's still holding firm. It's like it's definitely in the top ten. Like right now, like most of the most of the predictions that I've seen have Stars Born winning, then uh, Green Book. I I see a lot of Black Klansmen as well, which is good. I really really yeah, love I really Black Klansmen. Really forget about that movie too because it came out during the summer, but I guess it's holding uh, I mean, firm. Yeah, on Blu-ray soon, so there's uh, still that. Do you think they'll re-release it in theaters for a short time? I don't know. I know Black Panther's getting re-released. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Black Panther is, yeah. Yeah, uh, they're pushing. Oh, wow. I really wanted to. Uh, Lucas Hedges is in uh, Boy Race. Race. He has th- he is in Ben is Back. Ben is which, Back, yeah. I saw the trailer for that today. Decent. I've seen I, I've seen reviews of Ben is Back. I heard it's really good. But he's I heard he's really, really good in Boy, Boy Race. That's Julia another Roberts. one that looks so sad. I'm like really excited about her show on Amazon, by the way. Homecoming looks really good. The... Did it start yet? Uh, November 2nd. Okay. I'll have to tell my mom. That's a mom show. And then, uh, Barry... Well, I mean, I'd watch it, but I'm saying like definitely my mom <laughs> would be like, my mom would be like, yeah, okay. Well, so... <laughs> and then if Bill, Bill Streak of Talk is also in the running, that's uh, Barry Jenkins' new movie. And then Mary Poppins. <laughs> I have I I have it in, I have it in my tw- in my at least twelve like in my top twelve right now. If it's any good, it's gonna get in. Kill it at the globe, though. <laughs> oh yeah, like it's gonna 
it's definitely going to do comedy musical. So, but yeah, I think it shouldn't be a drama. I Green think. Book is going comedy musical because it has to. It's uh, has to do with music. He's yeah, a pian- that pianist. makes. Mm-hmm. So I think that might hurt Gaga too because she's going drama and she might lose to Glenn Close. Close. Nah. I don't know about that. Because that means she won't get any... But people like a story like Lady Gaga is the whole, like, you know, she's not really... Well, I mean, she is an actress, but, like, she's not really... And, I think like, she's already going to be on the Oscar stage the because underdog. she's going to win. So she's definitely going to win song. She's winning song for sure. Um, I mean, I I wouldn't be mad as of now if she won because I thought she was good in it. I, I still think... Really- yeah, I still think she was the best performance, female performance I've seen this year. So I'm with you. Um... For best actor, though, it seems like Bradley Cooper's in the lead. Then Vigo for Green Book. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Rami Malek is getting a lot of steam, even though the movie is, what I've heard, okay. Yeah. So I'm still looking forward to it because I love Queen. So we shall see what happens. With that. Anything, I love the music the whole time. Oh, yeah, we're seeing it in IMAX <laughs> because they said that the pro- the concerts, especially Live A, looks gonna, it's going to look great in IMAX. So we're going to see it in IMAX. Um, and I think that's it. We didn't see anything that... We saw you know, Hocus Oscar Pocus, We saw guys. Hocus Pocus in theaters, and <sighs> so good. It is, gee, it's so fucking dated. <laughs> I haven't seen fantastic. it in like two years. I, okay, so I'm not like I like it, but I'm not like I have friends that are obsessed with it. Like those, like, that's, those that's their go-to Halloween movie every year. Those first <laughs> twenty minutes are well, pretty you know hard it to it's deal really, with. Really, really short. It's actually a lot shorter than Just I remember. Like minutes. I don't watch it every year like that, but when I have, you know, I I recently rewatched it because I also made a pumpkin for a work contest out of Hocus Pocus. And so um, I was like, oh, let me watch it and get inspired. And so I realized it's like really, really short, like an hour and a half, not even, I think, right? Yeah, Bob 131, Yeah, so it like, it flies really quick. And I think for me, it's just more nostalgic because I used to watch it a lot as a kid. It's so, it's so. What would you do if they remade it? Wait, what'd you say? What would you do if they remade it? (laughs) I can see that being remade. I but but it's like it's not a it's not even a well overall great movie so I don't maybe it might not get made. I don't made. know that they see, I don't know that I see it getting remade. There is a sequel that just came out in book form. Um, that's actually I don't know if it's on the bestseller list now, but it's like a young adult novel and it's sort of a sequel to the movie because obviously the movie wasn't a book before. So they, it's one of those like movie book. They got nothing doing. They're they not do. doing anything right so now. So who knows if maybe they'd be like a descendant of the Sanderson sisters or something, and like they connect it with that um, to do like a sequel. But I just don't think it would be as good because I feel like really who made like they all. Uh, Kathy Najimy, Bette Midler, Sarah SJP. Jessica Parker—they all made those roles really well. Yeah, they as bad as bad as some of those early moments of the movie are because they are pretty cringeworthy. I mean, they're cheesy lines and stuff, but like they, they delivered the. But hell no, out I'm not talking about stuff. them. I'm talking about everyone else. They're great. I think they're all. They're all, You know what she reminded me of, and I said it as soon as, and I really haven't seen it in like two years. So who Jen? She uh, Bette Midler. Oh, her performance <laughs> reminds me. Of the first time I saw Batman '89, and I saw Jack Nicholson chew up the fucking scenery as a Joker. <laughs> she chews up so much of that movie, and it's fucking great. But yeah, she's out. I, oh man, first off, I I'm a I'm a sneaker collector, so Jen.
with like the str like this like be very like there's gonna be some kind of like real dance sequence because in the original you only really saw them dancing like in practice but you never really saw a show right no no so it was yeah, really that, just that dancing in the school one of focus on that more so that, here, can't be, that can't be why it's longer i hope not i think <laughs> i also think if this is going to be longer because also it's gonna, i don't like her hair in this movie but that's i think it's going to let people know more about the coven yeah, that's the only thing I could think of why it's so fucking long. So I mean, we'll see. I don't know if we're gonna see it this week, but uh, maybe. Is it gonna be out near you? I mean, it's yeah, out we got it. It's not, the arc like Hollywood by it's, me. It's not wide here. We had it in New York last week, but we had to go to. It was another theater that was a little bit farther than we usually would like to go to. But I think this week our our AMC by uh in New York will get it. So. Yeah. Um, it made one hundred seventy nine thousand eight hundred and six dollars from two locations. That's good. Uh, one of them was the Real Union Square in New York, and then the other one was the ArcLight Hollywood. In I, I'm oh, shocked. Yeah, Union Square usually gets a lot of. I'm shocked that they got it before section. Lincoln Square, which is the main. No, because Union Square has a lot of them. We've seen like premiere things there in limited release. I forgot what movie I got tickets to. Oh, the visit. Oh, was it the visit? Yeah. The visit. Yeah, and that yeah, was over got... at Union Not Square. Like the visit, like the... I like the visit. It was good. I, I couldn't tell the tone was like, oh, the visit. <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> He's like, oh. And I think that's it. I mean, uh. That's M. Night Shyamalan made his comeback. That's it for movies this week, guys, right? We didn't see anything else? Nope. We uh, have no, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody coming out this week, so. And. Oh! What else is coming out? The, I need to see The Nutcracker and The Four Realms. Dang, bro, I ain't trying to see that. No, 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 hold up. I'll, let me tell you the story of why. I really so don't we went, see when it. When we went to Florida, I really didn't want to see it, right? So we went to Florida. So why are you going to make me see it then? I'm going to tell you why right now. I know, but I just, like, I don't want to see it. So you know when you see <laughs> when you see something over and over and over again, you feel like you're, like, you're like obligated to watch it? So when we yeah. went, we were in Disney, and we wanted to take a nap. There's a, there's a, a location that just plays uh, a sneak preview of movies and they happen to have Nutcrack in the Four Realms. We fell asleep and we saw it five times. <laughs> so I literally think that movie is meant for me now because of everything I fucking saw over and over and, and over, over again. So I'm like, I feel like I have to see it now. I mean, it looks like a fucking Christmas Disney movie. So yeah. that's well, all. Well, you know what else is coming out this weekend, actually? Uh, Tyler Perry's Nobody's Fool. That, the... Sorry, Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> Wait, that's a Tyler Perry movie? Yeah, he wrote and directed it. Oh, man, that's going to make and money. And it's rated R, which is kind of rare for him, but yeah, it's rated R, too. It's going to make money. Yeah, I mean, just because of her. Is she Is she done? Are we Are we ready to let her go? Uh, high School is the highest grossing comedy, live-action comedy of the year. Oh, or, like, pure like pure live-action comedy. They like Not Crazy Rich Ages, which they consider a romantic comedy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, she... And apparently she's in this movie called The Oath that is really good. Uh, that one I have not heard of. Uh, but uh, she's she has like four or five movies coming out in the next few months. No, oh, I will see none of them. Um, Are you a hater? I'm such a hater. Uh, we actually saw a trailer to a Kevin Hart movie that actually doesn't look bad. Is it the Brian Cranston one? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. What's the it's name? It's a remake, movie? I think. The only uh, thing... it's a remake of a movie. Hold on. The only thing that scares me about it, while you look for the title, is that it comes out in January and. We know. Uh, yeah, it originally was supposed to come out sooner, but there was issues with the production company. I guess uh, they were going like bankrupt or something. So oh, okay, so that makes sense. 
So it wasn't like a, it's a bad kind of thing. Okay. Well, we've reached the moment that we've kind of been leaning up to all month, talking about all the damn franchises, and now we can talk about our favorite franchise, Halloween. Yay! So I've I've ranked them. We can do this now. We could do this later. But um, I have actually separated the producer's cut and the theatrical cut of the Curse of Michael Myers. Like, because oh. they're so <laughs> they're so different. So. There's completely different movies. Oh, Jen saw The Curse of Michael Myers, the producer's cut, too. What did you think? I did. So Saturday was like a big movie day for us. So I saw uh, the producer's cut. I saw Suspiria. And then what else did we see? Uh, it wasn't we? Scream 4. We were going to watch Scream 4, and then we switched we to see? something else. Ugh. What was it? God, we have bad memory. That was like two days that ago. That was two days ago. That was two days ago. <laughs> that was two days ago. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! This is not good. You see so much, it starts to blend together. Not well, what we want. Yeah. Oh, Christine. Oh, Christine. Is she. This is the first time she's ever seen Christine. So I've actually never seen Christine, guys. It's so uh, good. It was really, really good. I really liked it. I told my boss today. Actually, she's like, "How was your weekend?" And I was like, "Oh, it was good. I saw Christine." She's like, "Wow, that takes me back." Um. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was really, really good. Go, John Carpenter. Um, okay, so surprised they haven't remade that either. Oh, don't say those words. Oh, they shouldn't. Although words. I guess if they did, right? Like it, because those it's not gory. It's not would gory. become like the CGI. That... Yeah. Right? And like very I do we think that would be good? No, because it's gonna be gory, like no, it's not gonna be good. No John, Car- John Carpenter movie should be remade. We've learned in two thousand seven. With what? <laughs> No, we learned that a few times. Didn't we? We learned, when did the fog come out? That oh, 2005. Yeah, 2005. I was like, with what? Oh, yeah. The fog was like, uh, well, the fog was hot garbage. I tried to think of one thing I liked about Selma Blair was pretty. I think that's about it. I can't think of anything else I liked about the fog Tom remake. Tom man. Tom Wally. No? I haven't seen that one. Yeah, Tom Welling is in it. And Maggie Grace, that girl from uh, Taken and Lost. Was that? Oh per- yeah, she was in Lost for like five episodes. Yeah, and they, yeah, she was one of the first people to get like bumped off when you were like, oh, like no one's safe. <laughs> well, her and uh, Ian Summerholder. Yeah. Because they were both on it, and then I think I think he left though because then he got Vampire Diaries. I Vampire think. Diaries. So it worked out better for him. He was like deuces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it worked out better for him. Then. Well, it's time to talk about Halloween. So, do you remember the first time you saw Halloween? I was super young, and I wasn't supposed to see it. Uh, I think I was six or seven, and um, my mom had saw it, and it was one of those things that I would try to like sneak and watch, and she would tell me like I couldn't see it, I couldn't see it. So then I went to a friend's house who actually whose parents had it, and then we watched it there, and then I couldn't sleep uh, after seeing. Did you tell your mom? Uh, yeah, and she was upset. She was like, "I told you I wasn't supposed to see it," and like went off. And then actually, actually, <laughs> went, <laughs> actually went off on my friend's parents because she was like, "Why weren't you paying attention?" <laughs> oh shit! Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, but now in retrospect, it's funny because she's like, "You just love all these movies now," and like probably didn't make any sense to keep it away from you because it's not even like a gory movie or anything. She just thought it would scare me, and then it did. Um, Jen. But yeah, I um. And you never forgot. Nope. At least you got a story I have for that it. Feel, I have that feeling of like watching it for the first time. I still get that feeling because it still creeps me out and still kind of scares me. Like there's something unsettling about it. 
uh, I guess it's the whole, like, it feels like it could happen in your neighborhood. Like, it feels very real. I, I feel the same way about the original Scream 2, which is kind of like one of the first, like, modern horror movies that feels like it could take place in your backyard, kind of. Scream more that's, than anything. Yeah, that's what makes it, like, and more we real. T- and we were teens. We well, we were starting to become teens around that time. Yeah, yeah. So. right, right. Jen, do you remember your first time? Uh, um, <laughs> um, so I don't really remember what how she's old like, I was. <laughs> she's like trying to. Re- she's like about to bring up her other first no. time. And she's like, wait oh, a minute, guys. we're talking about Halloween. Uh, no one, especially if people from work listen to this now. Uh, Hi, people from work. Anyway, so uh actually that's a good question i don't really remember how old i was my mom was always really good that like she really didn't censor me too much the only thing that like i used to go to the movies with my parents all the time the only thing she would ever like close my eyes for was like if there was any sex or anything like that but like when there was violence or anything she never like she didn't even bother like we used to go to like you know stallone whatever uh arnold movies Anyway, so I think the first time I saw this, I'm pretty sure, I don't know how old I was, but I'm pretty sure I saw it on AMC during their, like, Fright Fright Fest. Fest. Um, And it would always play, like... Fear Fest, Fear Fest. Fear Fest, yeah, Yeah, not Fright Fest. Fright Fest is Six Flags, copyright. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fear Fest. So I would watch it, I watched it there, like, I watched Halloween 1, then 2, and then there was 4 and 5. And I always wondered, I mean, I guess later on, years later, when because they would play it every year, I always wondered why, where was 3? Like, why would they never play 3? And I didn't understand until actually I met David, because I had never really seen Halloween 3 before we met. Um, And then I got it. I got why it was never on air. So, yeah. Well, my my first time, I was 9. 9? I was 9. What channel? USA. And I actually was coming home from trick-or-treating. I was the mask that year. Um, the Jim Carrey movie. Not the <laughs> one with chair. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I got home and I, I changed or whatever and I put USA on. And it was actually the end of Halloween 1. So, I the first time I saw Halloween 1 was actually the starting from the closet when she goes into the closet. So I caught pretty much those last few minutes and I was like hooked right away. Cause then it led me to watch Halloween two right after. And I loved Halloween two. And the next year is when I actually saw it for the first time in full. And I loved it ever since. And I, See, there's something special about catching it on TV when you're younger. Yeah, I agree. I remember, like, on, like, on Channel 7, which is, like, a regular, you know, ABC, like, it, late night when I was young, they played it at, like, like 11 o'clock at night, and there's something scarier about watching it at, on TV, like, in the middle of the night like that. Like I think when we're I, young, too, it's because we're watching something we're not supposed to be watching. Yeah. I think that, for me, what it does. I mean, I watch Halloween at the beginning of the month and on Halloween every single year, but... To go to go back on what you were saying, I actually watch Halloween on Halloween late at night. So I watch it like close to like nine thirty, ten o'clock, just to have right. that nighttime feel of actually feeling what they feel being at night. So um, do I have some facts here for, from the movie? I mean, I'm sure a lot of this stuff we already know. It was originally supposed to be called the Babysitters Murders, which they actually bring up in the new Halloween. I don't know if you saw that little Easter egg. So they bring up, they call, they mentioned something. I think Laura was talking about babysitter murders or something along those lines. Um, 
I, did you know that Jamie Lee was cast a lot? Her casting had a lot to do with her mom. Yeah, I feel like uh, I don't know if this is right or not. But I think Deborah Hill pushed for it more than uh, John Carpenter at the time. Well, from what I have in my notes, Carpenter considered the hiring of Jamie Lee as the ultimate tribute to Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, that's good. So that's pretty cool. Um, She thought she sucked. I don't know if you knew that, too. Jamie. Yeah, she thought she was going to get fired. (laughs) Yeah, she thought she was going to get fired on the first day. And then for a lot of years, the movie, I mean, when the movie first opened, it was getting panned until Roger Ebert was actually the first critic to give it four stars. And then it kind of took off from there because the movie wasn't making any money when it first opened. Um, yeah, Roger Eber, then the Village Voice, and then everyone kind of re-looked at it. And she, Jamie, that movie like can get panned, and then like one person's like, "Wait, it's great," and they're like, "Well, let me go back and look at it." It kind of showed the power of Eber back in the in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. His, his opinion was so important. Um, did you know? I know Jenny's gonna love this one. How much did Jamie Lee paid for Halloween one? Fifty thousand dollars. Eight. No. Eight. Eight thousand dollars. Eight thousand dollars that was in 78 though and they didn't have any money oh, oh that's out. true i mean donald pleasant they also paid high- donald pleasant's twenty thousand dollars yeah for seven they, days worth of work yeah because <laughs> they, they they originally wanted peter cushing but he a, he's like <laughs> i just did star wars i'm not gonna do this unless you give me a lot of money which makes sense i mean he just did the biggest also movie ever at the time Christian. And Christopher Lee turned it down. And he said that's one of the biggest regrets of his, or it was. He's not alive anymore, but it, he said it was one of the biggest regrets of his career was turning that down. So eight thousand dollars, right? In '78, is thirty thousand nine hundred seventy-four dollars in 2018. Damn, that's not a lot. Yeah. So how much did she get paid for this last movie? A couple of million. <laughs> yeah, I think I think like two million of that ten million dollar budget went to her. <laughs> and if she was smart, I hope she got some like back end stuff from box office. I'm sure she. I'm sure she did, she did. now. Yeah. yeah. Um, because then... she, she, I think I sent you that um, that thing where she was talking about her biggest regret about H2O, and she said, you know, I'd never made money off of Halloween like it, until it came time to doing like Halloween H2O, and they were like willing to pay her a decent amount of money to yeah come back. So like I, I assume these last few times that she's done it is her big payday for this... being involved. And this is something I didn't know until this year. Uh, that's why I, I made sure I wrote it in my notes because I was like, oh, shit, when I went back. Did you know that Paul is John Carpenter? Oh, really? On the phone? Yeah. So when you re- when you rewatch it, I'm sure you'll rewatch it on Halloween. When you rewatch it, pick, listen very closely. It's fucking John Carpenter. I was like, oh, fuck. I feel like every year I watch something new or I find something new with this movie. Um, and then we know that. Five people played Michael Myers in the original movie. So we had the little boy. The little boy. We had uh, that guy was at the horror convention. Yeah, I met him. Uh, he looks young-ish. <laughs> He's like, I mean, I guess I don't know. He looks a lot younger than his actual age. He was nice. Uh, he was a nice guy. I, I don't remember. You know, some of those people that were like, some of them that were in the things for like two seconds were very nice, and then like, because uh, he didn't really talk much on the panel. Um, probably because he didn't have much to say. I mean, he was only there for, like, a couple of days or something. Uh, but, yeah, it's just interesting how they, like, find all these random people who, like, they probably don't even think about it. Like, oh, you did this 
30 second thing and now we, everyone wants to talk about it it's funny because i was joking with jim when we were watching chris and michael myers i'm like this baby could probably do a convention and he'd probably get mad money <laughs> like he oh, literally does and he has no name that's even the worst the, the craziest thing he has no name in the movie so no um name. but yeah tommy lee wallace played michael in the closet scene because he was also the production designer who wanted to make sure that nothing got messed up because that needed to get done on one take. Deborah Hill was also Michael Myers. Uh, the knife, right? And the the knife. Then... And then Tony Moran was Michael Myers. That's the face you see. in, And, of course, Nick Castle. So I know we love the movie, but is there anything you think is a little bit far-fetched? Because I think we talked about this, like, about Sheriff Brackett being the worst father ever. Yeah, we have. And you said that you, that was a detriment, but then I was like, he also thinks this guy is kind of crazy and doesn't really believe him. I mean, like, I. But as a parent, I, and I and I bring Jen in because I know Jen would be. She's gonna be one of those strict parents that she's gonna trick parents. Strict. Oh, strict. <laughs> you said trick parents. I was like trick. And she's not. She's gonna make sure that she you know make. Wait, takes how care. am I gonna be Let strict? Me finish. That she's gonna be by the book to make sure that her daughter's safe. If you had the inkling that there's someone crazy out there, would you warn your parent? Would you warn your daughter? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I understand he made things Loomis is crazy, and I, I. But times were different back then. People didn't like, you know, it wasn't like he might have known she was babysitting and stuff, but maybe he didn't keep the number. He was also a guy. I think it's different from a father to a. A mother. Usually, mothers tend to be more on top of their kids than yeah. guys were, uh, than fathers. Maybe that's not the case now, but back then, I think fathers were a little more hands off. Like his job was to bring home the bacon and to work, right? While the mother was home taking care of her kids. So I feel like I don't know. I just feel like it's not that he didn't care about her, but like he just didn't. No, I yeah, I get he didn't you. Put two and two um, together. The only I'll say the wife wasn't in the picture, but then I forgot he mentioned that the wife in the second one. Yeah, in the second one, I will say I I jokingly joke with the with the bracket stuff, but I think too um, the most I guess egregious mis like I guess blooper if you want to call it is Michael. How the fuck did Michael Myers learn how to drive? Yeah, he that wouldn't happen. Like that's the I, only in all. And I just, I, wish, I wish they would have just like shown him like aggressively like swerving like he didn't really know what he was doing at first. Because he was like, driving oh, perfectly like, throughout the entire movie. And like not, and then by the time he gets back to like Haddonfield, he's like he has like the straight up cruise down <laughs> where he can just like slow down, speed up. What's like, your, he knew exactly what he was doing? What's your favorite kill? Uh, part one, because for me is Bob. Bob, probably Bob. I think that's the scariest one because, like, I, I, that one I can remember as a child scaring me a lot because yeah, I didn't expect him to like pop out. Even though, like, I as a child I didn't hear the breathing, but like watching it now, you can hear him breathing yeah, before, breathing, yeah, before he pops out. But it's still like the most startling one I think. And if I have, if it's a close second, it's the Linda's death actually. Oh, I, I thought you were gonna say Annie because Annie was. I think Annie was the most heartbreaking for me. It is, but it's, I mean, uh, anyone else thinks it's kind of stupid that she, like, she knew the car was locked and then she got, I mean, I know she thinks about it when she gets in the car, like, hey, the door was locked the first time I. Yeah, it's not like she could get, I mean, I think she was on her way to get out of the car and then he got her and then he killed her. That's what I. I feel like it's the song she sings on the way to the car, though. (laughs) Wait, the what? Which one? The The song she sings. 
please, Paul. Yeah. Oh, no, isn't it my Paul? My Paul. Paul. Yeah. Oh, she's like, no keys. Then she goes back to the house. <laughs> please, my Paul. Um, the other song was the Jamie Lee song. I wish it had you. Didn't she do that herself? Yeah, she did. Um, John Carpenter told her the first line, and if you watch when you watch the new Halloween again, something I peeped, um, and then I saw that confirmed it was. When the boy and the son are in the car, that song is playing. Oh, it's on the radio? It's on the radio. So that's a pretty cool Easter egg in there. Um, but yeah, my favorite my favorite kill is Bob. And then I think the scariest moment is definitely the opening. I think it's the scariest moment in the franchise, though, in terms of that one that one How it shot. That one take shot is just fucking beauty. Um I'm trying it's hard to talk anything negative about the this movie. movie. The movie has like one, one, uh, I would say the best chase scene in a slash movie, I yes. think. Like him chasing her from, uh, was it the Wallace house to Tommy Doyle's house? And that's thinked to the score, because Carpenter, that, sha- that Shape Stalks Laurie uh, theme is, I think, my. it's outside of the main theme, it's my favorite uh, piece yeah. of music in the movie. Cause it, What's or- crazy, though, is if you go visit those locations in uh, Hollywood, the two houses, so in the movie, it looks like a big distance from like house to house that she runs. Um, but I actually shot, I can send it to you guys, but like I shot the walk from house to house. It's so short. So I'm just like, I was just wondering how they like made it look like, you know, there was more space in between the two houses that she's running to. Cause it's really not a big space at all. The magic of movies. Yes, um, so. And then Where we they had her go really slow, but not yeah, no. <laughs> just... and then we meet the kids, Tommy and Tommy Doyle and Lindsay Lindsay Wallace. Oh, Paul Rudd. That's we're not there yet. I know. Well, but well, we can call out Kyle Richards, who is very hot now. And, and then uh, shout out to Lonnie because he makes an. Uh, they mentioned him in the new one, so that little fucking bully. Which I think was it you that mentioned or, so, or Jen about the pumpkin, like the body weight. Uh, that body weight wouldn't destroy the. Oh pumpkin. yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't break. It's a whack pumpkin then. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that his body would make him, like, broke the pumpkin in half. It wasn't even, like, a big fall. And then the last thing we can mention about the first one is that that's ending is still... I think it's... I'll, I think it's the best horror ending of all time. Psycho being number two. I yeah, it's say. definitely shocking. Because it just came, it came out of nowhere. No one expected it. And I think we have to look at it in the context of the time. That was really original for the time, so I think it, and to this day, it still holds up very, very well. Um, oh, oh, you know what I hate? Actually, um, I hate that. I know it's been mentioned a lot, but I hate that she drops the knife not once but twice. I, I know that like probably the second time she thought he was done because she like stabbed him. Like looks like she stabbed him like right in the stomach or like whatever. She, yeah, but twice that she does it, even though he didn't go back for the knife the second time, but still. After that first time, I was like, I would just hold on to it, I guess. Yeah, I guess you got to be careful. You better be <laughs> safe than sorry. But that led to Halloween 2, which I think I love the most out of anyone on the podcast. I yep. think I think, I, I think it has a lot to do with me that being the r- actual first Halloween I ever saw. Yeah, you know what? At the convention, a lot of people said that there was that was their first Halloween movie they saw all the way through. And I, I love every aspect of it. I think... Rick Rosenthal directed it. John Carpenter wrote it. Drunk, as he mentioned, he's mentioned in interviews before. I think what 
what holds what really works for me is that even back in the 80s you weren't making movies that take place seconds after the first one its predecessor so i think that really got me too the fact that i was i was nine years old and i finished watching halloween and then halloween 2 starts and it literally takes up picks up right where it left off i thought as a nine-year-old i'm like hey i guess all sequels work like this obviously i was wrong but um i did like that although they fucked up shooting michael seven times instead of six but a different balcony too was it? It was the front balcony. It's the front end the this front time, balcony, right? Yeah. <laughs> front balcony, yeah. Um, Halloween 2 was a lot more gorier. And a lot gorier. A lot gorier. Yes, <laughs> thanks. Thank that was John Carpenter. Yeah, because I think Rick Rosenthal didn't have it that way, and he... No, Rick Rosenthal had it like more like more in line with the first movie. There was like not as much uh, gore at all. And uh, I, John Carpenter kind of saw what everyone else was doing. Oddly enough, because Halloween was so popular that it spawned, of course, like Friday the 13th and all these other movies, um, that he felt that it wasn't strong enough in the gore department. So, like, uh, hyperdermic needles to the temple and all that stuff, that's that's John Carpenter. (laughs) And I think what helps this one a lot is that Dean Cundey's back for the cinematography, because I think this film is the closest in tone to the original, outside of, like, those extra scenes that John... John shot, but I think this is the closest in tone to the original because it just with the same cinematographer it kind of helps. Um, the movie made money; it made twenty twenty five million dollars in the U.S., which is a success for it. And this was intended to be the last chapter in the in the Michael Myers series. Did you? I know you don't love it as much as I do. Do you put it up? So there, I I like it. I think. It- like some of it is very well done and it's shot well and all that stuff. I think the I think it picking up after the original is like a blessing and a curse. Because if you watch them back to back, you even though they're supposed to be on the same night, you can definitely tell the shift in like quality. And I I think I, I but watching it on its own, I think it's fine. But whenever I Lee's hair, yeah. Whenever I oh god yeah. Whenever I watch them back to back, it's just like uh, it feels so different. I don't know. And there's parts, and there's just parts where it just dragged. I don't know. I I don't. I don't know. Outside of Jamie Lee's hair, which is one of the worst wigs I've ever seen, I don't know. I don't, I really don't see. Obviously, the outside of the goriness of it, I don't feel like it's too different. Obviously, Halloween's an all-time classic, and this one is not. But I'm just talking about tone-wise. Um, I also really really like the hospital scenes there's a scene that i always remember that it's the only time in the hollow i think in the uh, in the entire first two movies that you have a different piece of music that's not similar to the traditional halloween score and it's you're seeing michael walk through the hallways of the hospital through the um uh security cameras I don't know if you remember oh, yeah, yeah. And there's a piece of music that's playing that's very, very eerie, and I think that works really well. Um, I guess one of the – we talked about the issues in Halloween 1. I mean, where is all the patience in Halloween 2? Yeah, it's, there's no patience other than Lori and the kid that, like, has, like, was it a razor blade in his mouth? Yeah, uh, man, that shit fucking that's sucks. That's intense. Yeah, that and was... that, kid, that kid's actually the little kid from The Fog, too. Oh, is he? Yeah, he was at he was at the convention too. I didn't know that that was him. And then uh, he had his like thing up, his little banner, and 
yeah, he, he was in both of those. Oh, I didn't know that. Just the talk, yeah, with John Carpenter, and they're like, oh, come do this little, like, small thing where you have, like, a razor blade in your mouth. <laughs> I also love Bud. I think I mentioned I mentioned that in my review. That Yeah. That, so, uh, yeah, go ahead. We Well, we talked about uh, whether or not you care about any of the characters. Like, we've all, I, I think, all three of us have talked I do, about it. I do. I do. I really do. Uh, outside of maybe, like, Jim. I didn't really care about the hospital staff. They're fine. I like Billy. I like Bud. And I like care. <laughs> I do. I was actually sad when Bud died. He did nothing but try to get it laid. Laid. <laughs> and then there's that one nurse that's supposed to be like taking care of the kids, and she's not doing that because she's trying to get laid. <laughs> well, to her defense, the kids Equal were sleeping. Rights. The kids were sleeping. That's true. Okay. So. And then, I guess uh, you know, a little shout out to Nurse Jill, who, who also didn't really do much, but like seemed like the most innocent out of all of them. <laughs> Yeah, and, she's the one that got. Wait, she Nurse Jill's the one that got it in the back with the. Yeah, with the, with the that, that, that's the best kill in that movie, by the way. Yeah, I would, I would agree. So I would agree with that as well. Uh, uh, yeah, the whole like dropping of the shoes at the end of it, like it, it's a nice little button on that scene. Uh, but yeah, like, but I always like, like you know, it's, it's funny when you watch horror movies. Like when she goes to her car and she sees that all the uh, tires are like slashed or whatever. I wouldn't go back in. I just leave. I would just go on foot if I had to. What did you think of the ending? Uh, what from the shooting of the eyes? Yeah, explosion. So you know what's funny? The shooting of the eyes thing is cool, but then it doesn't really make a lick of sense either. But it is cool, and um, I just think it's so funny that he's so determined to like kill her that he will just swipe <laughs> madly in the wind until he gets her. I'm just they John Carpenter really hated Michael's eyes because he fucking destroyed them in the first in these first two movies. Yeah, um, mind you, he should be kind of blind in part four, but sure, whatever. Yeah. We'll look past that. And then I have an issue with Lori in the movie, but that has more to do with like storyline. I mean, like, of course she can't be like she was in the first one because it's the same night. She's supposed to be like traumatized, and she, but she's basically like catatonic for most of the movie do and we, doesn't really do much. Do we she like sleeps. the reveal, the brother and sister thing? I remember liking it when I was younger, and then not liking it as much in retrospect. Because of it, what it kind of does to the rest of the it's a franchise. Yeah, but I remember at the time I thought it was cool. I thought I was like, "What?" <laughs> but um, definitely saw Empire Strikes Back before he made this movie. But did you? I mean, did, uh, did you? Is there any point in time that you liked it or thought it works or? Well, so I w- I didn't see Halloween four till probably till like three years later. I just kept watching one and two for a few years. So I saw Halloween four when I was a eighth grade or freshman in high school and there i thought it worked i was like cool like this is jamie's daughter i mean this is laurie's daughter and so it's a good continuation i get in terms of i see why he's going after her type of deal then i watched the rest of the franchise and no it just no no it doesn't work at all yeah all right so moving on to my underrated movie in the franchise halloween 3 um, I think I've talked about this a lot. I really, really like Halloween three. Um, how do you feel about it before we get into it? Because I know you recently saw it. Watch it again, yeah. It on its own, it's fine. I mean, it's not perfect. No, no, no. Don't by any means. No, no. I totally agree with you. Um, but I like the music. Yeah, music is the music was really good. Um, it's also shot really, uh, really well too. Did 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 Dean Cunny do that too? No, he didn't. Okay, okay. It's shot really well. 
He um. Uh, do you know that Jamie Lee Curtis is in this movie as well? Uh yeah. They talked about it at the convention. Yeah. Like on the like it's like a phone thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's the voiceover when they get to the town. Um, but there's like a lot of. St- I mean, like. I love the ending. I mean, I've talked about that before. Yeah, I think it's one, it's it's in my top four of the franchise. So I'm with you. Really good ending. Um, you know, I just think it's funny that I mean, you've talked about it. I think in your review too about like how Universal chose to market it. That's the biggest um, deterrent to the movie: the marketing. Uh, and the fact that like they told them like, hey, like you need to let people know this is a different story. This is like new. Has nothing to do with this. Maybe we shouldn't even call it Halloween three. Like, there's all like a lot of things, and Universal was like, nope, nope, nope. And to the point where they actually like include like, I think they're in the bar and they're yeah, like they trailers for so, Halloween. So you know what a scene really works well for me where they incorporate the theme to how uh, a score piece of the score from Halloween where um, they when Tom Atkins's character is is roped up or or they have him. They're explaining what they want to do with the mask on Halloween to pretty much get rid of the kill the kids or whatever. And right. you hear the score of Halloween playing in the background while he's telling his plan. I think that works really, really well. Yeah, it does. Um, I, um, obviously, some of the issues I have, I'm not sure if you have the same issues. How the fuck did they get pieces of Stonehenge over to put him in the masks? I, yeah, someone I, asked that at the convention. They couldn't really give a proper answer. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I really like... like it was not like, just go with it. It was like, I like when people, like, even they are like, I don't really know how to explain that. And they really, they basically were like, yeah, just go with it. I, I love, 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 love it. I wrote it in my review. I love Tom Atkins in this. And I like it because it's, it goes away from the traditional, I wrote it in my review as well, the traditional, the final girl. And also, it goes away from, like, the young, good-looking guy, like, the young, strapping, good-looking guy to save the world, save save the day kind of deal. And they brought in this broken, pretty much, yeah, he's a doctor, he has money, but I feel he's very, very broken because his family life is destroyed. He's just, you know, he drinks, he really doesn't have his personal life all together. So I think that's, a, bringing in that flawed character really worked for me. And I think it has one of the most gruesome moments in the entire franchise when that kid dies with the mask on. It seems so good, though. It's so good. It's so good. Um, and I also, something I don't like, I don't like the girl. I think she's pretty whatever. She's, she was pretty popular at the convention. Um, <laughs> people liked her a lot. Uh, but I mean, I thought she's pretty nondescript and not that interesting. Like, I don't think she's a robot at in the beginning, I think she gets killed, and then we cut. They, they okay, just... so I was I was confused about that watching it. I was wondering, maybe I was stupid. I was like, was she a robot the whole time? I don't know. I don't think so. I think that she was, you know, a person, and I think they kill her, and then she's. I agree. I then she becomes that. a robot, or they put a robot in there. And shout out to Dick Warlock because Dick Warlock. And then what did he have sex? Did he have sex with her or the robot? No, I think he had sex with her as human. Oh. As a human. Because I feel like he'd be able to tell. <laughs> like Hopefully. You, like you taste like iron. What is wrong with you? Um, Little sparks coming out. And I think, it, I think it was ahead of its time because I wrote about this too, that we, talk, we look at today's formula for certain horror shows like American Horror Story. It's the anthology. And I think it was ahead of its time in terms of trying to create this idea like every year we're going to release something different and it's we're going to name it halloween but we're just going to 
it's going to be something a different store every year. American Horror Story does it nowadays. Called it the season of the witch, though. Yep, I think they should have called it the season of the witch or Halloween season of the witch, not Halloween three, three season of the witch. They could have kept the Halloween name just to keep brand because the branding and part of the marketing. Um, keep it Halloween, but if they didn't include Halloween three, I think it would have helped a lot in terms of where it was going. I mean, I remember when I first saw it. I mean, I I thought it was a fine. I've I've said I progressively loved them more and more and more and it's gone up in my rankings a lot but i think people had this stigma on it for so long and i think now it's when and you mentioned at the convention it was a very very popular film uh, out of all of them the most pop other than like i think the original movie which had a panel and in the 2018 which was very full i think part three had the most uh most people there and most enthusiastic and i remember t- I remember watching a documentary about it and Tommy Lee Wallace felt this. I mean, you could tell in the interview he seemed like he was not all there, like in terms of he felt bad that people shit on it as much as he did. And then they show him like going into a screening of it and how everyone loved it. And he, you can tell in his face how happy he was that people are appreciating it now. So I'm glad it's getting love now. It's I, I mean, think like, it, I think know, it's good. I think find their find their time. It's just this franchise. I mean, to me, this franchise is so fucked. That especially now, I think people appreciate it more because of how fucked this franchise is in terms of continuities and arcs and all the retconning and all that stuff. So I think it also earned appreciation because it's you pick your adventure and you have this little side adventure that you can appreciate. And they also made a good point. They were saying like you know when they made Halloween, Halloween two, you know there wasn't this idea that like they were like did you not know that Michael Myers would be such an important face of that franchise and they were like they didn't know that they're building some kind of like horror icon that like you know like a you know i don't think when people make friday the 13th movies that they thought that jason would be as big as he is or maybe nightmare on elm street with freddy krueger they had no idea what they really had by the time they did halloween 3 that they really thought they could dump it like dump him and it would be fine well and it just confused a lot of people for the most part and then we got to 1988 and i have my (laughs) notes I have my notes, but I'm going to let you take over because I know you love Halloween 4. Because uh, it's the best sequel. That, well, man, are we, are we counting? Okay, fine. Not yet. <laughs> uh, I think it's one of the best sequels of the bunch. I agree. Uh, I'm uh, with you. You made, a po- you made a comment about how the second one feels like it's more in line with the original as far as the look. And I know that Halloween 4 doesn't really look like Halloween 1, but as far as like the tension and atmosphere and like the kind of like the slow build i think it's very similar to the to the first one in that regard so i really i really love halloween 4 like you do but i feel like it's a soft reboot of halloween 1 i think that's what they had to do man if they want to bring it back and in terms of the ending which is probably the second best ending in the entire franchise i don't know if you agree with me on that one but i think it's the second best ending because they could have gone so many places with that um outside of that i feel like it's a soft reboot and there's there's a lot of good in it but we went back remember when we you mentioned earlier with halloween too like you don't care about these characters man outside of rachel and jamie i don't give a and of course uh dr loomis i don't give a shit about any of these fucking people but you kind of like uh like brady in the end like Brady's fucking yeah, sucks, dude. He should have just yeah, went upstairs like, and he, himself to save them. He like, would have been part of your fucking lovely roof scene, and it would have been all dandy. <laughs> you know, like 
once he's he knows who Michael Myers is, he don't need to fucking try to be a tough guy and take this guy down. And he didn't even fucking shoot him. What was it that? He, I, I know. I think he. I think they feel like they had to do that with him though because he was an asshole. He was cheating on his. Actually, what were him? And they Rachel? were what not was dating either, so he didn't do <laughs> anything wrong. So dating. yeah, like, they were not dating. Today. Oh, she, I mean, she got the impression that they were. <laughs> yeah, she was yeah. like, she was all about it. She's like, my life and your grandchildren are, are all destroyed because I have to babysit. You are a terrible sister. They were totally dating, though. I don't they know. They were definitely dating. I think dating. they were going and on then, a date. Like, no, 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 no. They were definitely dating. And then, because I think they were like, oh, what are our plans for tonight? Like, that was just too casual to be, like, just a first date. And yeah. he got, like, a better offer, obviously. So Remember, she, he went cops with her. Do it by the book. So, yeah, that 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 shirt was actually written into the script. They talked about it at the convention that it wasn't just like a random find. He wrote that in the script that she wears a cop's do it by the book. She shirt. played a she played a great bitch. I'll say that. I, I, she I was. Um, it's funny that her and Sausage Jensen, I guess, went to high school together in real life. Oh yes, uh, I saw that in the documentary. So like they already knew each other, so it made like the whole like love scene stuff comfortable because like it wasn't awkward. And then they said though. Uh, I mean, I think it's been on documentaries before. Like a lot of people like to pit her and Ellie Cornell against each other because they didn't like each other in the movie. But they apparently they were close while they were filming it. It was just you know, people like to do that when there's two girls that hate each other in the script or in the film. Um, but apparently they all got along really well. And we love. You don't Ellie care Cornell. about her. Yeah, I get it. You don't care about her. But I, I. I mean, I like. I mean, I care about her more than some of those like random like nurses that were in Halloween too. <laughs> I care about Bud more than I care about anyone else besides Rachel and Jamie. Well, Sheriff Meeker. Sheriff Meeker. <laughs> I mean, I I like. Oh, that's something I forgot to mention. Um, from the Halloween too. I really like the transition from Bracket to the deputy because I feel like oh. he he ha- he feels like he is a part of the town, you know what I mean? And Bracket right, right. Bracket's great. I love Bracket, don't get me wrong, but I think you get more of a this guy's from Haddonfield. He knows what's going on. He grew up with this. And Meeker's kind of represents that too a little bit. He's more of a more of a tough guy than Bracket was. Yeah. He would have warned his daughter. I'm just saying. Um Oh yeah, I think Meeker would well he kind of was like he went over to the house and like we got to bore all this shit up. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a dad, but I love the scene where uh, he tells uh, Brady, he's like, if I catch a rope with my daughter, I'm going to use a shotgun on you. <laughs> so, you know what I also love about the movie? Like, how it's all kind of set up. Like, a, you know, I'm not really paying attention to it much when I'm watching it as a kid. But the whole, like, this whole idea of, like, we have to board ourselves up and lock ourselves in here to keep him out. And so we're safe. And then he's already in there by the time they decide to, like, lock themselves in. So they, so tra- they trap themselves. Yeah, so they trap themselves. In this. I mean, I, I think the whole set piece. I know I talk about the rooftop scene a lot, but the whole set piece starting. From where, <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to wear like Brady and gets killed and all the way to the roof, and then when Rachel falls off, her, like, that whole sequence is really good. Are you sure you don't want to talk about the rooftop sequence? No, it's good. The no, rooftop good. sequence is better than any suspense sequence in Halloween Two. Like, a couple better. No, no, I would agree with that. I mean, I prefer Halloween. I do like Halloween two more, but no, I, I would agree with you on that. I joke, I you know, I tease you with that because, but it's a very good scene, especially since didn't they do that on their own? They were, jaded. yeah, they did. Even though like the the roof wasn't like as high, they were still like I think twenty or thirty feet off the ground. The director said, and that um, he had uh, Daniel Harris and Ellie Cornell do it themselves, and Ellie Cornell actually like cut herself. 
uh, when she slid down at one point, like a nail got caught like in her chest, and uh, they went to the doctor, patched it up, and they did it all all over again themselves. And she had to have her on her back the entire time. They didn't have like stunt people doing it for them, but George P. Wilbur was very attentive to them, I guess. How was to make he sure that they, during the? Because I like George Wilbur. I think he's a very he good Michael Myers. Was, he was all over the place. Um, yeah, I think uh, he was like that with us too. He, I, I think he's just getting old. Yeah, no, I I get that, but I think he was a good. I think he was better in six than he was in four, though. As Michael. Oh, really? Myers. Yeah, I, I like think, him more. You like him more in four? You know what? Yeah, I, but I mean, I mean, a lot of people were talking about this too at the convention. They're like, they said that about six, but they were like, well, maybe I'm just thrown off by like the. Ugly ass mask. Yep, and that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna say because that mask is not as bad as H two O, but it's fucking so it's pretty shit. It's too white, and the eyes are too small. It looked and like the mask that Ben Tramer was wearing, but when he I got remember, killed, the hair, the hair on it is completely slicked back and like like pressed <laughs> until he gets like, to the school, and then he has the one with the the platinum hair. The blonde, yeah, the wild blonde hair one. So. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess Dwight Little was just like at that point. He was like, "Ah, oh, fuck it, I'm over." Yeah, it. we don't have a lot of money. And then um, uh, the characters thing too. Like, uh, if you have two really strong characters like Jamie and Rachel, they don't necessarily need everyone to be like entirely likable. So in like Halloween two, I guess you have Doctor Loomis, and then I guess you care about Lori by default, but she doesn't really do much in Halloween two. Yeah, but you still care because it's a con- it's the interconnection from part one because it's the same night. So I don't know. I just think they kind of take her like strength away a little bit, but I guess you have to because like you know she wouldn't be on top of her game after being attacked. But uh, I think that's what kind of kills it for me as far as the characters are concerned. And because like I think the whole time you really root for Jamie and Rachel. I also I also love in Halloween for the opening. I actually like that they don't start with the Halloween theme. Yeah, and that that creepy or like that with the farm in the background and the it, that that feels like Haddonfield, like you're going into Haddonfield the way he sets Alan Hallward sets that up with the score, and it's very very eerie and it make it, you kind of earn the Halloween theme, which um, right. brings you to the corniest one of the corniest lines in the history of the franchise is when the two I guess the doctors they come into the and say to this Smith Smith Grove and he's like. And he's like, Jesus. And he's like, Jesus ain't got to do with this place. Oh, God, yeah. So bad. I've seen that guy somewhere, and I can't remember what other movies I've <laughs> seen him in. But, um, and then to finish off on of Halloween 4, they added extra gore to this, too. That scene towards the end where the truck driver was pulling. Oh, he ripped where his, face. Rips his face off. That was added at the end uh, for extra gore. I don't also like. A, also a very good sequence, too. I don't like how they kill him, quote unquote, kill him. I think that's. You kind of knew there was another one coming after. Well, they kind of like, so I guess Dwight Little said what they were going for was this kind of like unleash hell kind of thing on him. Like everyone just like firing in on him. Like I kind of get that what he was trying to do, but like considering, uh, you know, he survived an explosion and all that stuff. I was like, well, that's not. It looked like stormtroopers shooting at him because it looked like he barely got hit. (laughs) That's not going to cut it. And then the actual like ending, ending. Um, Which is the White Little. They asked him at the convention. If, you know, the, the reason he didn't do, he wanted to do Halloween Four, but he had another opportunity to do a movie overseas, and he chose to do that. But he said that if he had done Five, because I think we're going to transition to that soon. We are right Is now. that he would have he his plan and um, his screenwriter's uh, uh, Alan McElroy's plan was to continue that logical story with Jamie. Becoming, it being passed on. But no, yeah. she becomes a mute. 
Yeah, instead. But he said if he had it his way, he said he was very disappointed when he saw Halloween 5, because he was like, alright, that's what they chose to do. Um, there was a big thing with the producers, too, where the producers was like, well, we couldn't realistically have a little girl do that for a whole movie. Um, I mean, they could have, and it probably would have been interesting. Yeah, because she could be like... they, felt she, she they could couldn't be, do it. She could be like Michael's Bat uh, Robin. Yeah, pretty much. Just... But what we got... I, 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 I would have preferred that more than like making her a fucking mute for yeah, an hour. I, I, she's, she, she, she's a good enough actress that she does a good job with it, but her as a mute for like nine... I would say 75% of the movie is ridiculous. Um, the next one is directed by Dominique. I'm going to butcher his name. So Dominique Othenin Gerard. He's a... Uh, and it's crazy because Deborah Hill recommended him. So I don't know what the fuck she was thinking. Um, there's nothing I like. There's not much I like about this movie. So I'm pretty much going to uh, shit on opening, it. The opening with the pumpkin stuff is cool. Uh, the slashing of the pumpkin for the credits. Yeah. Or the opening titles. Well, I mean, cool. yeah. I mean, it's not part of the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, no. I think me and you are in agreement on the exact best moment in the movie for both of us. It's the 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 scene in the where he's driving the car. Oh yeah, it's the best. That's the best scene in the movie. It's shot really well. It's like it's in the only time that there's like suspense, really. So like, and even though I hate Tina, at least they gave her like a moment man, to like fuck Tina, man. Much Tina's much like Brady terrible. at Halloween Four, they gave her a moment to like kind of redeem herself for being such a like flighty like you know annoying I, person i noticed when she died and it i mean i guess nowadays they would probably do it a little better to clean it up a little bit more do you remember when they killed her and they just fucking threw her on a gurney and they, they didn't even bother to put her in a body bag or cover no, her, no, her arm fell out like right in front of jamie right in front of jamie like what the fuck dude um what was i gonna say i also think um can you can you defend tina at all um <laughs> Hold on. I don't know. They should have have just had Lindsay Wallace because Lindsay Wallace was in part four. I don't know if you know that. That's Rachel's friend. Yeah, all the girls in the car when they were driving to the store. So they should have just had Lindsay Wallace. That's what I thought. I think that Tina and the other girl, the blonde, her name's Sammy in the movie, I think. They're the worst side characters. They're very much a product of what girls were like in 1989. I think that's what they were trying to do. Girls really sucked in 1989 then. Apparently they didn't suck that much in 88 because Rachel was fine. I don't understand what happened between 1988 and 89. And her death was... They feel like very much the product of that era and I think that's what they were trying to sell but like they're not likable and they're just annoying and they try to give Tina like scenes where she kind of connects with Jamie a little bit because she's supposed to be filling in for Rachel because of what they do to Rachel. Fucked up after she got through that whole rooftop thing. Yeah, man. The, uh, I, I just, they were so and like, Jamie uh, Daniel Harris said uh, I have a quote that she's like the way Halloween four ended. I thought I was going to be the killer. I thought it would have been fun to come back as a killer or a Michael sidekick. Scary but fun. And it was rushed into production on May first, nineteen eighty nine. So it was less than a year they were already filming Halloween five. And I think my biggest, biggest, biggest annoyance and is more with production. What the fuck is up with the Myers house? <laughs> it doesn't look anything like the... Dude, it looks like a fucking castle. It looks like a castle, yeah. Even when I saw it as a kid... Probably like a French thing. Probably one of his French decisions. Man, even when I saw it as a kid, I was like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck? 
Um, I do like the ending. I will say I do like the ending where Jamie goes into the house. I mean, to the police station. It's just like an eerie feel, and then you, the echo of her saying no. I do like that, but I'm, I really can't. Oh, 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 oh. I can't forget about. I can, we can't finish talking about Halloween Five without talking about fucking Jamie's little boyfriend, <laughs> Billy. Billy. Uh, so Billy, I always felt like because Daniel Harris, like even back then, was like pretty much acting and maybe acting in real life beyond her years. Like she doesn't seem like a typical nineteen-year-old. Yeah. And I always felt like in scenes with him, like she clearly was like, kind of like she she came off too powerful, even though she can't even talk. For most of their scenes together, like she doesn't, they only seem like they're in the same league as each other. Oh no, not at all. Cookie woman. Oh man, she's so. And uh, he talked about how he was in more scenes too at the convention. Um, and they cut it. They cut. They, so he, you know, like where um, she's at the Myers house and they're trying to like stage the whole like her in the window thing, and then he goes to like the, he kills like a bunch of cops outside of the little hospital that she was at before they took her away. Yeah. So he's killed like a bunch of cops and stuff and like break in. And, um, he was also alluded that he, um, hurt Billy or killed Billy. That was like in the original script. So I think they they, did kill Billy. I don't know. Maybe I think they did too. I think that's why you don't see him anymore after that. Um, I think Mike, and he also had more. Yeah. He had a lot of scenes with Donald Pleasance. He said too, that were cut. Because he actually wasn't supposed... He said that his character wasn't supposed to be a patient. He was actually, like, used to be a patient. And he befriended Jamie, so he would keep coming... He would come visit her, like, every day. And they said that Dr. Loomis had a bunch of, like, scenes where he was like, you need to go back to school. Like, why are you here? (laughs) Like, he would just, like, yell at him all the time. But they cut all those scenes out. But he Mm -hmm. was in a lot more, apparently. Jen, what do you think Tina. Uh, Tina? She's okay. She doesn't know who <laughs> Tina is. She I know who no. Tina is. She's the annoying one you hate. Uh, no, she's okay. The actress, is, the actress is lovely. I'm sure she's lovely, but I'm sure she knows that her, Tina sucks. Does D- she know that she's the most disliked character in the franchise? Well, no. She mentioned it at the convention, and she said she also mentioned it on the uh, documentary for Halloween 5 on the Blu-ray, that when her character died, when she saw it on opening night at the Grommet Chinese Theater, everyone cheered. <laughs> and she said she they saw it, she saw it on opening night, uh, and that everyone as soon as the knife made contact with her, like everyone cheered. I mean that and sucks was, as an actress, but I mean it's pretty funny. Yeah, so she was like, you know, she was like, I get it. I mean, like, you know, it's, but it was how the character was written. It has nothing really to do with how she played it. That's how like she was supposed to play it. Yeah, like that's she true. Kind of Someone asked a question too: Why Tina doesn't seem to care that Rachel isn't around? They do mention that. She probably left early to go see her parents, but she doesn't even really try to inquire about, like, you know, maybe calling her when stuff goes down with Jamie. Like, she doesn't, like, maybe try to call the parents. Cause she's like, she too, doesn't care. Because she's too busy she's trying to get it in with Michael. Or yeah, so or she's way too excited. So that she was saying that she even said, like, she's like, I think my character was just way too, like, in the moment and, like, caring about her own life that she didn't really care what Rachel was. Yeah. <laughs> like, she left early. Like, whatever. I think I don't Every out of all the Halloween movies, this is the worst, the least you care about the teens out of any single one of the Halloween movies. Oh, yeah, I can't stand Sammy Spitz. Yeah, uh, they're, who else? they're all two the fucking cops with the sound effects. Oh, yeah, the two cops are terrible. They're just, and even Lo- I mean, Loomis is I love Donald Pleasance, but he really has nothing to do here either. So, 
Yeah. Um, he uh, he did uh, like break Don Shanks' nose though. That was kind of cool no. to find out. He was another he, good Myers. I like. I hate the mask in this too. But he was, but he was hitting him with the board. He like. He was like. He got too into it and like made contact with his nose. He was joking. Uh, Don Shanks was joking about um, uh, Halloween Five when they were saying, "Oh, you, you're going to show your face," and he's like, "But Michael Myers is a Native American." Because <laughs> Don Shanks true. is Native American. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Halloween Five is on the lower end. I think this is when things start going really, really down. Uh, then we get to Halloween Six, and <sighs> and then it gets even more booty. So the theatrical cut of Halloween Six is it's Resurrection, maybe the only other worst one that I've seen. There is nothing endearing about the theatrical cut of Halloween Six. I hate how they kill Jamie. I hate that they kill Jamie in the first. What ten minutes of the movie, and if she's dead, I don't. I, yeah, I, I, do you really care if it's not Daniel Harris? <laughs> yeah, but I still care about the character because we're not suspect. This girl's like what fifteen or sixteen years old, and she's just dead now. Yeah. So I, is she I, really supposed to be fifteen, sixteen? Yeah, because J.C. Brandy's twenty when she made the movie, so Jamie's supposed to be sixteen. So he impregnated her at sixteen. Oh man. yeah, there's she didn't even know. Did, we're watching a movie, and Jen's like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute!" Wait a minute. Is Michael a father of this kid? <laughs> yeah, it's so gross. <laughs> I missed that, and he's like, oh, we saw that in the flashback. And I was like, wait, what? And, like, she's supposed to be 16? Yeah. Well, <sighs> that's not okay. Something we didn't mention about Halloween 5 was the man in black. And the director, Dominique, said he had no idea of where the man in black was going to go. He was just like, we're going to let the next film dis- figure that yeah, out. Yeah, he said figure it out in the next movie Fucking so idiot. it's weird because the actor who plays him right i love him from dharma and greg he plays greg's father on the show and he's hilarious i forgot the actor's name now but like it was very weird to see this cut he is also in it. halloween one and then that oh really he is the guy that walks out with donald pleasant saying that michael's out he's not even you know what in the beginning of the movie this? yep Yep. That's not him. Yes, it's not the char- It's not the actor. It's the character. Oh, it's the character. character oh, yeah, I yeah. was like, he's wait a second. The one he just aged. I was like, he just aged a lot from that time to then. I, I, like, I always thought it was funny when you watch Halloween Six, and I was telling Jen about it too. I'm like, despite me liking the producer's cut a lot more than the theatrical cut, um, when the fuck did Smith Girl Sanitarium get like this place to worship the thorn? Yeah, they they really they did a huge remodel. Seriously, it's all in the basement. So this it's is the basement. This is all. This is I will, all. I will, Go ahead, G. I will, say, I will say this about Halloween Six. I don't hate some of the characters that much, though. I like a lot like, of the characters. In I sense. don't like. I, I mean, I don't. My, my Paul Rudd's fine as Tommy. I think the girl uh, plays Kara or, or Cara. yeah, Kara. Kara. Yeah. I thought she was fine. Like, I think if they, I mean, they're probably they're just deserving of a better movie and a better script. But like, I actually. Thought there was like potential with some of those characters. I think I like this. I mean, it's nowhere near my top, but I actually like. I mentioned the producers cut a lot, a lot, a lot because I found the producers cut back in two thousand three. So I had that bootleg ass version. Yeah, the bootleg one you can barely see. Yeah, so I'm. I actually, you know, we people say Halloween, you could choose your adventure. I chose that adventure. I never watched the theatrical cut. I think the theatrical cut is. So ridiculous, and I see, I hear people that like the theatrical cut more than the producer's cut because of the ending of the producer's cut being with the ruins and stuff like that. But I feel like that was more in line with the fuck, what the fuck they were going with, with they were going for, yeah, not fucking Paul Rudd 
just stabbing him with a needle and he has like green blood and shit. And then beating him with a pipe. <laughs> what the fuck is that all about? Um, yeah, I don't, I didn't like that at all. But I do like George Wilburn. Another really, really good kill is that it's in the theatrical and the producer's cut where he just, where he takes the nurse's head and just puts it through that, that, uh, I don't know, blade on the wall that's right in the, oh, yeah. of the movie. So I thought that Thanks, was. Rep. I thought that was. Good um, I do like um, if I have a scene, if I have to pick a scene that's good. I do like the scene where uh, Cara's at uh, Tommy Doyle and she's looking through the telescope, and uh, he kills that like, other girl from across the street while she's yeah, looking. That's a good scene. I think that scene's good. And I do like the, I do I like, like the score. Up. Also, you know, um, the producer's cut has a different score than the theatrical, and I think the producer's cut score works a lot better. Yeah, they, I don't like that weird. Uh, they do the whole like stalking music again and. Part six, but yes. it has this like weird, like rock kind of yeah, like. I don't like that at all. I don't like, that at all. That's pretty, pretty terrible. Um, yeah. The ending we can talk about. I mentioned the theatrical cut. The ending of the producer's cut is Paul Rudd puts, uh, ru- I guess, the ruins to stop the curse of Thorn, and at the end, Wynn passes the curse to San- to Doctor Loomis, and then that's when you hear him screaming. You see Michael get away. I actually like yeah. that ending. It would have been cool to see where they went with it, but Donald Pleasant passed away, so unfortunately. So, the story that they, like, screened it, and then people didn't like that ending, so they re No, so, from what, I, from what I've read is that they were already re- reshooting a lot of shit because of the issues with the directors and then Mustafa Akkad. So, they ended up, um, since Donald Pleasant's died, they just decided to just reshoot the entire ending because it's not like they could pay it off because they weren't you know he passed away so right. i think they decided to shoot the different ending i mean at least paul rudd doesn't shit on it because i think you know he seems i like, think he actually went to one convention like he went to something that he was going uh, to go to a convention we were going uh one of the, the monster mania convention that jen and i go to he they did a halloween uh a 20 year halloween six reunion they got everybody except he was signed up but i think uh ant-man 2 started filming so he had a he had to cancel, which is, would have been cool to meet Paul Rudd. Like, I know Jenny's like got excited for Paul Rudd. Always Paul Rudd. Yeah, I know Marvel comes first, so can't can't hate on that. Um, so we yeah. go to we go to that, and then we, I guess if you really look at it, this is the end of the original Halloween franchise. Michael gets away, and Laurie's dead. Yep. So then we get to, <laughs> then we get to um, Scream that took over the world and. Dimension said we got to do Scream Light, so we got Halloween H two O. Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting to read kind of what Jamie Lee Curtis says about H two O now. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, she actually did not. She actually clarified in comments that she does like it. She said it's a good movie. It's not a great movie. So that's how she kind of. Because I know some people were getting mad because she felt like she was shitting on it to promote this new one. Um, but, you know, she had different intentions. She really wanted John Carpenter and Deborah Hill to be involved in it. Um, and that was one of the beginning of the production problems because he wanted, right. I think they had agreed, and then he asked for $10 million. And then they were like, no. no. So, and then uh, and then Kevin Williamson got brought in to do, like, what, a treatment? Like, I don't, he didn't write, like, the full script, right? No, he, just, like, he wrote a the... treatment. So, and then Steve Miner came in. I think he wrote in and then finished it up and then directed it. I think that's what. Well, it was I mean, like since Kevin Williamson did that treatment. Like his 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 uh, his verbiage is all over that movie. Oh, like, yeah. you can yeah. tell that it's it's him. 
and that's that's kind of where my issue lies is because in Scream it works, but here it's just if it, it feels so dated. Because even when we watch Scream, I don't I don't know when the last time Jen watched it. Scream did not date it at all. I think it still works to this day. But H two O feels with especially what you mentioned with the dialogue. It's extremely dated. Yeah, I don't think it, that kind of like self referential humor works in everything. And he tried to make it work in that, and it doesn't necessarily work. I mean, I like H2O. I like it, too. Uh, I do. But it does feel like it's just Scream. I mean, like they even use like the music from Scream, and it, it, it replaces a lot of the, like, the traditional Halloween music. Yeah, that's I, uh, that's a big no-no. But I do I do like the opening scene a lot. I think the opening scene's good. Yes. Best, best scene in the movie outside of the stuff with her and Michael at the end. I think yeah. those two are the best Crazy scenes. that like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in that scene. Like, yeah, I... I, I, I I, I always forget that that's Joseph. He's such a baby. Yeah, and he got a fucking blade to the face. He's, yeah. And then Nancy Stevens is in it. I like that they kind of connect that because it's this yeah. is a direct sequel from, um, from part one and two. Now, I don't know if you knew this. There is a scene that was written into the film, and it would have connected every single Halloween movie outside of part three. So there's a scene where a student is giving a presentation in class, and she's talking about the murders in Haddonfield and she has in that presentation, the student talks about what happened to Jamie, that Jamie died, so on and so forth. And then later on, after she finishes her presentation, uh, Lori excuses herself in the classroom and she goes to the bathroom and throws up and starts crying because she realizes that her daughter's dead. Oh, that would have been okay. To Man, that would have connected everything, oh. and it would have been perfect, and it would have been over. It would have, it didn't, it wouldn't have it destroyed this movie. Something so small like that would have made this entire movie so much better, and it would have made the franchise one. Wait, you read about that? Or this you... was a this was a written scene, and the director said, "Nah, I'm good." So they didn't even film it, or they no, did? No, they didn't film it. He, the director said, "No." Damn. I was going to say that that's that would have really, been a good reel for that's a really, DVD, really sh- Blu-ray. Yeah, that's a really, really strong scene that would have put everything Extended together. Extended cut. So, um, but I mean, I, I hear people complain about uh, Jenna Lee's cameo, which I like because they in- incorporate the cycle theme when she's walking to the car. Yeah. I like that. Uh, did you know they used the original car from Psycho? They did. did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, I don't like this Michael Myers. I think he's... I. He doesn't look like he's older at all. He just looks like another young guy, another 20-year-old. Um, and obviously there's about 77 masks in this movie, especially yep. and a CGI mask, which does not work. Um, I don't buy the relationship between the homie from Jumanji. Uh, she's too hot for him. Joey Lynn O'Keefe? Yeah, she's too hot. This is when Joey Lynn O'Keefe was like a thing, too, or she was becoming a she's thing. She's all that. Like, she was in She's oh, All she's That. Oh, she's the bitch from She's All That. I forgot that. Yes. So she oh, did, no. So she did terrible. H2O, and then she did She's All That, and then she was on Nash Bridges for like five seasons with Don oh, Johnson. Oh, Lord. Hey, don't hate on Don Johnson. Heartbeat. No? Right. Uh, but uh, she was about to be a thing. I, yeah, I kind of got that impression, too. Like, whenever I watch them, like, they wouldn't be dating. Like, you see Josh, Josh Hartnett Josh and Michelle, Michelle Williams, Williams, of course. Yeah, that, that's a yeah, couple. Yeah, but like, not the other way around. Um. But we're talking about characters. I actually like some of these characters too. I thought they were fine. I do. I, I, I mean, do too. they were just written like you know they're supposed to be like scream people. But um, I actually liked the even though it's not like a huge focal part of the music or uh, the movie. I thought the the kind of relationship conflict they create between Josh Hartnett and his mom works, uh, and 
they tried to, I mean, it was funny because this new movie touched on it way more than HBO did, but HBO tried to touch on the fact that, like, how much, like, this uh, event has, like, traumatized her. But she even made a, a reference to that, too. Like, in this new one, she's fighting, in HBO, she was constantly running. Yeah, it's true. Running more. And I also love Adam Arkin. I talked about him in my review. He's fucking great. He is, I think he's the most real person in this entire movie. He gets, um, he, he gets, gets his nipples uh, pierced. He gets the Nurse Jill tribute death. He gets, like, knifed in the back and then... Yeah, it sucks that he... I mean, whatever. L.O. Kuja was fine in it, but I'm... Why did he have to live and then Adam Arkin had to... Well, here's the deal about So they talked about L.O. Kuja. When they actually talked about this more with Resurrection and why they cast Buster Rhymes. Because they saw that, like, Hispanic and African-American people like to go see scary movies. So if they see someone that is representing them in it, they would most likely pay a ticket to go see it. So that's why LL Cool J was cast in H2O. And he was good. He he wasn't bad. But the key difference between LL Cool J and Buster Rhymes is LL Cool J was a nice little supporting part. Mm -hmm. He did overstay his welcome. He was perfectly fine in, like, the scenes that he had. He was actually pretty funny at times. And it worked there. Not so much with Buster Rhymes and Resurrection. No, no. But I do like LL Cool J in it. I mean, if I had to choose, I mean... I should I should stick by my boy L. Cool J, but I probably would want Adam Arkin to. Yeah, Adam survive. Arkin was great in it. Um, and then we get to the end, which is it goes down on my list a little bit because knowing that resurrection exists and knowing that in their contract they kind of were hustled in a way by the of the Akkads because Jamie thought this is it, but in their contract it was kind of like read your contract like, ladies and gents, there was a little fine print <laughs> that said that you cannot kill michael myers that there will be a sequel and that you have signed up for a sequel yeah so if you watch so Hall- she, knew about, she know about so when she so, signs on so she, she knows about resurrection yes so she knows that there's going to be another one but she still wants this to be a, a kind of a, a finite ending so if you watch h2o next time you watch h2o and i paid attention a little bit more now is that scene where Michael, you know, when quote unquote Michael, she she hits him with the car and he's putting his arms out, so on and so forth. In retrospect, no one would ever survive that anyway. A, a normal human being wouldn't survive that shit. Um, but you see him touching his mask, like, what the fuck do I have on? Yeah. If you watch a show, kind of takes away from the end of it. Although I still like that when she knocks his head off. Uh, she axes his head off. You hear her breathing instead of Michael breathing from Halloween One. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, it was cool. And then we... I, the ending, the ending's great. No, it's I great. Wish, yeah, kinda, I kind of wish it did end there. Like there, I mean, of course, there was no resurrection. Um, but I, I mean, I remember thinking like even when I saw it all that all those years ago, I'm like, oh, this is definitely it, right? He can't come back from that. <laughs> like I would, so... I would have actually accepted the remix a little bit more if H2O was it. Like, you know, the actual and how great would it have been if that was it and you included that one scene I just mentioned before? Right, exactly. Like, will you connect that? Oh, right? I feel like Jen will appreciate this. So I watched H2O like two weeks ago with my friend Morgan. And during the whole chase scene with <laughs> Michelle Williams and Josh Hartnett, uh, when Michelle Williams dropped the keys outside the gate, like yeah. when she like lost the floor, Morgan just goes like, Jen would drop the keys. And I was like, are you referencing Dawson's She was like, yeah, she was awful there. And she's awful here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but didn't she cry at the end when, you know, the series finale? Oh, yeah, she did. But, you know, when Jen oh, was. That always got me. And, 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 like, Michelle Williams has this, like, she does the ugly girl cry in this, too. Like, when she's telling her, like, 
when she when oh, they're yeah. in the yeah she ugly cries hard yeah like when they're in the car and she's like miss take come on like we're leaving and then she tells them to go like her ugly cries i mean that, that's like future oscar ugly cry yeah she she's the next <laughs> actress that i think is really due for an oscar but that's for another conversation so speaking of a movie that will not get an oscar i owe jenny an apology I don't Why? think Grease 2 is the worst movie I've ever seen. Oh! I was like, what is he Halloween Resurrection for? is the absolute worst movie I have ever seen. Thank you. There is nothing. At least Grease 2 is I tried in my review to give, and, and like, it's very, yeah, call me the bougie, you know, bougie guy on here, or whatever, you the are. film snob. I really hate giving zero. I don't want it because, you know, movies not, movie takes effort. I, I gave this movie when I review it zero. I couldn't give it anything because there is nothing. Oh, you're gonna be so mad. So I met someone on Friday night Ugh. who claims to be a big fan of the franchise. He did have like a ton of pictures at different conventions and stuff. But he was like talking about the new movie, and he's like, "Yeah, it was pretty good." And I was like, "Oh, well, what's your favorite one?" And he was like, "I really like Halloween Resurrection." And I was like. And I was like, really? <laughs> like, my voice got that high and everything. And he was like, yeah. I mean, I liked the whole, like, you know, thing on the internet. I thought that was a cool little story idea. And I was like... It's 2002. There's no fucking uh, Wi-Fi. And I was what? like, that probably... Well, my thing was, that probably would be cool then, I guess, maybe. But it's uh, it's something that really dates the movie. Because, like, that, I'm watching that kind of shit now, I wouldn't be fun. Or people don't do that, really. Uh, I don't know. I don't... I don't like it. I don't understand how anyone can be like oh, it. I don't. I can't understand how anyone can like that movie. This movie is so bad. I mean, the lead can't even scream that they had to get a double for her screams. What else is she in? Uh, nothing good because. Wait, what's the actress again? I will get yeah. her name. Something or other. I mean. Oh, she was in Rules of Engagement, that TV show, that comedy. With... Oh, see, yes. yeah. yeah. Well, no, but that's it. It isn't actually really. It's a good show with Oliver Hudson. It was back in the day. Well. Um. I did kind of like Ryan. I did like Ryan Merriman, right? Holy shit, she's forty-one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, she is. Damn. Uh, so good. I did like. I think his name is Ryan Merriman. Merriman. Uh, he. Oh, that plays the guy that has a crush on her. So yeah, and I know him from like Smart House and like all that's Disney where I knew Channel him movies. From fucking Smart House. <laughs> yes. That's why I was more invested in this because I liked him from from that, and then he did a few others. Hold I think up, he did like up, two other up. movies. This might for put Disney a damper too. on our engagement. Are you saying you like this movie? No, 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 no. I'm saying that I <laughs> wanted to see it because I saw that he was in. Oh, it. I wanted to see it because it was a Halloween that's what movie. I'm well. Yeah, but I like I was like, oh, I know him, and I'm really good. I mean, we'll be watching a movie, and I tell David all the time, I'm like, oh, look, it's this guy. Like, how many people did I find in Christine that I was like, oh, look, it's this guy. Yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> and David's oh, like, Final Destination Three. I didn't realize he was a lead. Oh. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and so, David's always like, who are you talking about? And so, like, like some of the guy. stupid. I think this movie has some of the stupidest characters. Um, I we talked about him before. The guy from and Save Tyra Banks is only good in life size. Okay, so uh, well, well, now give her some dancing props and Coyote Ugly. I don't know. <laughs> oh well, yeah, but she's only in it for like five seconds. Um, so there's a scene. There's <laughs> a gotta scene, go to law school. There's a scene in um in this movie that was it Sean Platt's, Patrick Flannery? Is that his name? What's the no, uh, the Sean black Patrick guy Thomas something? Sean, Sean Patrick Thomas. Henry Sean Patrick Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> I'm a so, white guy. Yeah, Sean, <laughs> yeah. Patrick, Sean Patrick Thomas is like he goes he goes to her. They're there at the Myers house. He takes out a knife. He's like, "You think this is the knife he uh, killed her with?" 
the fuck are you? Yeah. What, what the fuck would that knife still be in the fucking house? And he's all like obsessed with cooking, right? He's like going through the kitchen, and like, like he's like smelling the spices and shit. Like this is fresh. Shut the fuck up, dude. And then um. Yeah, but you don't know someone that would be kind of like that, though. No, I don't. I know someone who would be kind of like that. I can't say it in case they're listening. Do I know this person? <laughs> yeah, you know people. People, certain people that I know that are super extra with shit. Oh yeah, I guess. But- <laughs> Like, they're, like, over the top. Like, they go in. I mean, I'm not bad-mouthing anyone, so if anyone's listening. But I'm just saying, like, you are who you are, and it's your personality. Listen. But, like, I think David knows who I'm talking about. Yeah, I know about. who you're talking about. That um, would go into a kitchen and be like, oh, this and that. Yeah. And, I mean, it's the way you're, like, more, up, like, bougie I don't know. with your movies. But if I'm, go- if I'm going into a house that's, like, 40, 50 years old and no one's been in there in years, I'm not going to be going up and look. I'm like, oh, let me see how the spices. Does it have the I good could, sazon? I concur with that, though, too. I wouldn't really be. All the kills are pretty. All the kills are like pretty. Su- whatever. There's nothing crazy about them. Um, they pretty much try to get everyone that this guy was good and big and saved the last dance, and then the kid from American Pie and okay. King, uh, he King, gets stabbed in the back of the head though. His was pretty brutal. Eddie Kane Thomas was that him? No. Uh, no, Thomas Ian Nicholas. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. And then the end of the movie. I don't know why. I, I mean, I, I, knew who was. I mentioned in my review. I think that um. This movie is pretty much the biggest, the a cash a cash grab in its purest form, and the ending too shows it too because they he gets burnt again, but then his eyes open at the end of the movie like uh, it's just and then Buster Rhyme Buster Rhyme spiel about you know at the end he gives a speech about like evil and I'm like shut up man like he's not. Awful in the movie. Don't get me wrong. I don't like that trick or treat motherfucker. But like, he's not. <laughs> he's not awful. It's just what he's given. What? Because I do like him in like higher learning and stuff like that. So, um, he's not. But the movie's just abysmal. And it, it destroyed the franchise until 2007 when we get to. Oh yeah, no, no, it, it didn't. It didn't recover this one. <laughs> so to finish off the podcast, we're gonna talk about Halloween and Halloween Two Rob Zombie version. So you recently saw it again. What did you think? It's not as bad as I recall, but it's not good either. <laughs> there uh, are some good, uh, there are some good isolated moments in the remake, um, but I hate the first hour still. I'm with you. So, I don't like. I don't hate it as like, much as you do. It's like a Rob Zombie movie that he. Like, this is like a movie that he wanted to make, and then whatever. I don't like the whole explanation behind. And he he actually explained this over like us over the weekend because they talked to him about. Like people revisiting his Halloween movies. One, he prefers Halloween two to the remake that he did. It's more closer to his sensibilities, which makes sense because it seems more like a Rob Zombie movie. Um, but he said that he had to give he wanted to give him a background that may, would explain why he's a serial killer and not just like pure evil. So I guess giving him like a redneck family and fucked up childhood is what made him a uh, who he is as an adult. Yeah, it makes no sense. I. I don't hate it like you do. I actually think it's fine. It's not great. It's just fine. Uh, I don't like they don't that they made uh, Michael like this giant beast. Like, Tyler made is a monster of a man. I thought he made him well though. I mean, like that he was pretty imposing, but that's just because he's so big. But like, I thought then the scenes in, like Hadfield, like the last like thirty minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. I thought he decent job. Well, I do like the scene. The best scene in the movie is where he's carrying Laurie. Yeah, that's the best. That's that's really good. It's a really cool shot. Yeah. Um, 
And there's we've mentioned this before. There's no one likable. Laurie's not likable. Yeah, and talking no. about characters you don't like, no one in that movie is likable. Um, there, someone someone said, uh, told me that the kids were fine. I was like, no, nah, I didn't like them either. <laughs> the yeah, kids that you, they were whatever. Like, I guess Annie's dad, like Bracket, who's Bracket uh, actually, yeah, I I give you that. That's Chucky, but because you know. Loomis is not likable either. Oh, and he's even less like least less likable in the second one. Yeah, um, I will. It, it was cool to have Danielle Harris back. That yeah. was fun. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I think I think her scene uh, is probably one of the best ones in the movie, though. Like, it's probably the most intense. Like, it, the her getting attacked and then Lori going over to the house. Yeah, that was and, good. And I do and like hanging up with the pumpkin on his head. And she talked about um, um, Danielle talked about the scene. I think it was at a panel that we went to. Where he gra- where Brad grabs her, because that was like more uh, improv. She told him to hit- he told her to hit her to hit him, mm-hmm. and then when she hit him, he really grabs her from the back. And oh really? Back in the house. So she was like, that scene was very intense to shoot. So that's pretty. You saw well, I imagine that. like when he's dragging her across the floor, like all that that all that stuff like real. Like, like you get like detached and feel like you're not really watching a movie anymore. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but she's just good. She's very expressive with her face and stuff, so she's just really good at that kind of stuff. And I do, um, like, I do like the end, the little switch up on the end. That I thought this was it. I didn't think they were gonna make another one because he just shot him and she, he, she shot him in the fucking face. Yeah. So uh, I also don't like the re- like. I know you have to make references to the first, like to the original movie, but some of them seem so weird. Like the girl who plays Linda, it's not like she's bad, but like. Making her randomly throw in totally into some of her lines, like she didn't really sell it well. Yeah, it's I'm just with you. there. She had to say it, and then the whole like recreating the thing with the sheet is not as well well done in this movie as it is in the first one. Uh, like there, some of the moments that they tried to recreate just weren't as good. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Um, then we get to part two, and well, dumpster fire. Yeah, no, I was out because the first twenty five minutes were fucking strong as hell. I actually really, really, really like the first 25 minutes. I don't like any of these movies. The Rob Zombie ones? Yeah. None of them. You haven't seen them in a while. I saw the second one. You didn't see the second one with me. You didn't see the second one with me. You would have saw the first one. Well, no, I saw the second one. How does does it end? Oh, God. I don't know. So. I just didn't (laughs) like it. I'm pretty sure you showed me the second one. And. And then he has to cast his wife and everything, so she had to be in this one, too. Sherry Moon, <laughs> yeah, or whatever that, her name is. So, so those first 25 minutes are good. And that random casting, I think you know who I'm talking about, right, G? I'm just not a Rob Zombie fan, so I just didn't like these movies. My problem with Halloween, too, is that, like, every like if you go on a certain horror thread, there are people that ride and die for Rob Zombie's Halloween movies. Yeah, yeah I've seen that as well. They, they claim that the second one especially has, like, a lot of style and stuff. To me, it just looks, like, dirty. It doesn't even look like... It's not stylistic at all. It just looks dirty and dank, and, like, it's not even, like, interesting to look at. Like and Michael I, doesn't just, wear a mask, like, yeah. half the movie. So it really fucking bugs me. He's just some... He just looks like a wilderness... Like, like, some guy in the wilderness. Were you going to say a wilderbeast? Yeah, I was going to say wilderbeast. <laughs> and you don't really get the Halloween music, really, do you? No, you don't get the score at all. And then fucking Lori dies at the end. Everyone just dies. Yeah. Everybody. So, like, G hates this movie so much, he's chowing down right now. I know, I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, uh, it's, just, it's not good. And, like, but, like, the people will defend it to, like, the hilt, like, all the time. They, like, like, 
you guys just don't like anything different. Like he did something really unique with his take on it. So it's funny you mention that because when I was prepping, there is someone that Jenny and I went to grammar school with. I'm not going to mention the person's name. Like that person is a huge Rob Zombie fan. So I reached out while I was doing prep work for this. And it was like one of those. I'm like, oh, can you give me? I'm like, I'm doing a, a podcast on Halloween. What do you think about? I know you love Rob Zombie. What do you think of Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 and 2? Because I personally don't love them. And then that person said, well, you know, it would be very biased of me to give my opinion because I think they're both amazing. And I was like, you are not going to give me anything else. Goodbye. <laughs> so I see what you mean. Like people that love Rob Zombie, like live by these movies. I think a lot of people think those are his best movies that the people that are diehard Rob Zombie fans. Yeah, I, I've gotten that vibe reading like comments and stuff, and I just don't. And they, it's not just, like, short little paragraphs. Like, people will go in on, like, specifically what they loved. And and what they like to point out, like, they're like, yeah, you're just used to, like, the 78 version, which is, like, fine in those days' standards. It has to be tame. But, like, I'm glad that he was, like, so relentless and he just went for it. And he didn't really, didn't really care what people thought. He was like, this is going to be my movie. And, like, and that's what he did with Halloween, too. Yeah. You can tell that, like, and that's probably why it's his favorite of the two he did. That that is his movie. It's not. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's, it's a Rob Zombie movie that happens to have the Halloween brand attached to it. And then, um, but I think that's what makes horror better when you can't see something, or like you. It's sort of like it's just there, and you don't know. You don't see the gore. You don't see the thing. Because yeah, you can have blood and guts, and you can have all this stuff. But I feel like what things are like your mind is scarier. The things that go through your head when you're all of a sudden you're like on high alert, you have your flight or fight response, like when you have to survive and when you don't know what's coming or you can't control something. I think that's the scariest thing. And that's why Halloween Because I feel like if someone was to come up in like the apartment or something and just start killing, the minute I see it, I know I'm either running or I'm going to defend myself and like fight back. But the fact that, like, if I start to hear a sound or something and then I'm more, like, on alert because I don't know when or what's going to happen, I feel like that's scarier. So I don't know. I don't... No, I'm with you. That's what... to say that he leaves nothing to the imagination. Is that, That's, like, the worst thing yeah. that he does. That's why I also think that in the new movie, which I know we'll get into, I just felt like oh, certain things, there was just, like all this really fast killing like it was kill 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 hammer like this like that you know so i just felt like it went so fast i would have liked a little bit more pacing on it well I michael guess. wasn't in but ha- that's a different that's my opinion michael michael didn't have so many people were out in haddonfield in 1978 he didn't have anyone else to kill but those yeah i mean he people. walked out he walked out on halloween night in 2018 he was like what is going He's on like, there's a lot of people out here there's a lot of people advantage. out <laughs> And he needed to make up for 40 years. So, I, know, I know, But yeah, like to finish up on the Halloween 2, uh, I think the only thing I liked in Halloween 2 was actually like that scene that he just crushes the guy's fucking face with his foot. I actually like that. Or I thought that was like over the top as fuck. Yeah, but no, the first 25 minutes and I don't know why. Oh my God, I always draw a blank on her goddamn name. The nurse in Academy Award winner. Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer. I don't know what yeah. she's doing in this movie. Well, this is before she took off, I think. <laughs> I think she. I think this was the year he won, she won the Oscar, too. Oscar for it? Or yeah. for the help? Yeah. So, 
I was like shocked that she was in this. But uh, and he like destroys her because you hear the knife. There like, are going no through. small parts. Yeah, I guess, but actors. she's better. She's better than this. So, oh, there are a lot of people that like uh, his approach to Lori in the second one too. Yeah, because like, she's she's like, like this, whole, yeah, because she's broken. Um, whatever, man. Well, had she been likable the first time around, I would have accepted maybe that she acts like an ungrateful little bitch the entire time she's in Halloween too. Yeah, because like yeah. she gets mad at everyone. She's mad at Annie. She's mad at like everyone. Yeah, <laughs> like I does, get yeah. it. All she does, she spends the whole movie bitching. So yeah. And I would have been like, if, and if I was Annie, I would have been like, you know, I got knifed up too, right? <laughs> 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 like it also happened to me. <laughs> but to finish, but to finish up, um, there was gonna be a Halloween 3D because that's when the 3D stuff started becoming big again. Thank God there wasn't. And then we spoke about it a week ago, so we can pretty much, if you want to listen to what we thought about Halloween 2018, you can go back and listen to the archive. We'll link it. We'll link it. Um, but I guess it's time to, where do you rank everything? I have my rankings. Um, do we all have Halloween Resurrection as the worst one? Yes. Uh... Oh, 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 oh. Hey, I could easily swap it out with Halloween two, 2009. <laughs> Wait, what's your worst one, Jennifer? <laughs> <laughs> She's like H two O. No, no, I like I enjoyed H two O. It is what it is. Like that to answer the question, anyway, woman. I put Rob Zombie two as my worst. Okay, one. whatever. I I don't agree. I mean resurrection. Rob Zombie, the first one and the second one over at resurrection. My bottom over resurrection. You are dead nope. to the head. <laughs> Sorry, I am not dead to the head. I am gonna be your wife. Don't talk to me that way. <laughs> <laughs> so no um because i i like i told you i just i'm not a rob zombie fan i don't like his style i don't and it's not just halloween i don't like house of a thousand corpses i don't what's the other one he devil's did? reject is so good devil's reject you haven't seen devil's rejects devil's i haven't it's a completely, but i don't really want devil's reject it. is a completely different movie After it's seeing not house of a thousand corpses that's it's a all com- I g help me out it's a completely different movie yeah, no. it is. It, the House of Thousand Corpses is like it's not. It's, it's weird because they're connected, but it's 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 a completely Dillard different movie. more in line with like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's like a lot of cool. Well, he does then, some cool things. Maybe I can give that a chance. But I watched House of a Thousand Corpses, and I was like, never. You know again. what I didn't like from Rob Zombie? I just didn't like. I didn't like the reinterpretation. I just wasn't a fan of the Hall. Okay, of so Rob you're bottom Zombie. two. So they're in my bottom two. Okay, then it's Resurrection. All right, that's just terrible. Whatever. Um, so. Halloween Resurrection for me and G. My number 11, no surprise you, G. I actually have the theatrical cut of Halloween 6. <laughs> then I have Halloween 2. Oh, is it like tied? Uh. Yeah, they're pretty much tied. I Those bottom three are like pretty much in the same spectrum. Um, you put Halloween 2? All the way that far Halloween, down? Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Oh. So my bottom three is the Resurrection in 2009 Halloween 2. And then Curse of Michael Myers. The other uh, theatrical. Oh, do you have the producers cut anymore? They're both equally bad. I mean, I guess I could separate them. They're both bad to me, though. But yeah, I'll, I'll figure out how to break them up. All right. So then I have my number nine, since they're, we're, I'm doing all 12 with the producers cut. I have number nine. I have Halloween, the Rob Zombie one. Then I have Halloween five. Okay. My, yeah, my next one goes 2007. The remake, Halloween Five. Yeah, so we're so far we're on the same boat, Jen. Um, okay. Well, I gave you both Rob Zombies as my bottom. Yeah. And then I gave you Halloween Resurrection, and then I put Halloween Six. Okay, and then I didn't break it up. Okay, into and the then difference. What, I just kind of one after that equally discriminated, I guess. Uh, 
And then the one after that, I put Halloween 5. Okay. So we're pretty much, so far we're on the same boat. And then I have Halloween, the producer's cut as my number seven, because I do like that a good amount. Um, and I'm guessing, getting into our top five, all of us, I I think we're all, we're not, I don't actually don't know. If well, I think certain things are going to get skewed. Yeah, like they, there might be some like swappity swaps. <laughs> so yeah, With so my, my number, my number six, well, number, well, no. My number five. Yeah, my number no, actually no, my number six is actually H two O. Oh right, because you did yeah. twelve. Okay, yeah, the producers cut. Yeah, yeah, so I my number six is H two O. Always gotta mess it up, boo. And then my number five would be Halloween four. Ooh, the nerve! <laughs> it's in the top five. All right, well mine, I guess, uh, well five would be H two O, and then two. <laughs> oh, Halloween two two. Two two. Nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty one. Okay, okay. One. And, then, and then Halloween four. Did you not put Halloween 3 in there? Oh, fuck. I forgot how Halloween oh, 3. Oh, man. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> no, wait. I did that, too. <laughs> Everyone forgets about Halloween Because I know. Three. I was like, I know it wasn't that high on your list. Oh, no, geez. no, it's not. So if I had to, like, jizz up some things, I would put it above Halloween 5. So I would go. So so H2O was 5. So, yeah. So it would be 6 for you. It would be 6, okay. yeah. So. For I think me, our listeners are just confused. So for me, I would put I have Halloween six as H two O is my number six, and Halloween four. Then my number four is Halloween three. I can't believe you like Halloween three more. Halloween 4. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Okay. So my number six is H two O. Okay. My number five would be Halloween three. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> my number four. <laughs> Just say it. I'm going to get shot. The new Halloween. Okay. 2018. <laughs> Wait a minute. What the hell do you have over that? Oh, my Lord. What? Oh, I'm sorry, G. Why is I'm it low? Cool. So, my it's number... A, it's number four. That's not that low. So, G, I can't decide what my, between two and three. So, I'm actually going to go... I have to see it more. And I know it's a better main movie, but I think Halloween is my number three. And then Halloween 2 is my number two. Oh, Jesus. It's a, I, I, I really... What? Halloween, Halloween 2 is my number... No, my Halloween the new one is my number three. And then Halloween 2 is my number two. Well, I can't even get mad at Jen now. You only put it like one up above her. Well, no. I, I Listen, I, I've said this. I think it's a better main movie. It's the second best main movie in the franchise. I Like I mentioned earlier, I have a very, very close relationship with Halloween 2 because it's the first one I saw it kind of got me into the franchise but as it's I watched all, all about Bud for you man I love all, Bud I need to meet it all kid. it all comes back to Bud <laughs> no but I know eventually I mean the more I watch the new one I'm sure well, like I said like list. this could change like if you come back in like five years this could go except number higher. one will never change for anybody because right. they're fucking Wait, so you said so you said like offline when you saw it again did you like it more the second time I did I did like it more. My issues were more in the beginning. Like, so the first time I watched it, I really was like, oh, what the hell is this beginning? I hated the podcasters. I was just like, oh, what is this scene, this opening scene? But I love the opening credits. That was dope. And uh, then obviously, like, leading into it. And it, like, I really, there wasn't really one character that I didn't like except for Cameron and the other friend that, like, was trying to to kiss her. I just didn't like, like, they were both really annoying. And it was, he, that kid was more annoying. Like, he was, 
he was supposed to be the annoying friend anyway. But he was annoying when they were at, like, in the beginning of the movie during the locker scene anyway that I was like, oh, I know I'm not going to like this kid. I was like, I can't wait till he dies. So, and he had a good death. Like, he had a good, that was a good, I would say that was probably one of the best, like, kill scenes was his scene in the in the backyard or whatever. Um, yeah. So, no, I mean, the ending, the ending I thought was strong, and I still like the ending. Like, that never changed from the first time I saw it. But the second time around, I caught other things, and then I was like, all right, the podcasters weren't as annoying to me the second time. So I think it was just I also went in with, like, certain expectations and certain things I had in my head going in. And I know it's always hard when you do that because then, you know, if you go in with a certain picture and you think it's going to be one way and then it sort of doesn't start the way that you think, it can also be a little, like, disappointing. Um, right. But I, it was. It was better the second time around, I will say. But I knew coming out of it, that's why I was very mixed. So I didn't hate it. But I wasn't like, oh, my God, it was the best thing ever, except for that end, because I really like the end. Um, well, we know why you like it. But I knew, <laughs> yeah, but I knew that I needed to see it again. Like, when I left the theater, I was like, no, I, I think I need to watch this again, because I was just very, like, mixed on what I felt like. I don't know if I haven't seen really comments on people that were like that. I feel like you just either like hated it or you really loved yeah, it. I, yeah, I, I'm not going to. I've seen a lot of people commenting on the fact that especially like even some people I, that, that follow G Reels for a while or like other random stuff I've read where they're hardcore Halloween fans and some of them were disappointed with it. I, I try to avoid those arguments with people because. Because then they'll be like, oh, I was so disappointed. And then they'll be like, well, H2O did this part so much better. And they'll, like, mention stuff that I don't think is as good. <laughs> um, but I guess it's all subjective. Everyone's entitled to your opinion. Yeah, but that's true. Like, I I don't know how you could look at this one and be like, there's something that was more well done in one of the other sequels. I mean, yeah. it, this is by far the most technically well made of them since the first one. I agree. See, and, like, I've made sure I said... While I prefer Halloween 2 from 1981, I will no, in no way say it's a better crafted film. You know what I mean? Like, right. if you're going to say, yeah, I prefer Halloween 3 or Halloween 4 or whatever, but you'll say, yeah, but it's a well-crafted film, then fine. Then I can see where your argument comes. But if you're just going to say, this is a shit movie, blah, 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 I'm like, ah, I didn't, I don't know. Then were you ever, I, I wrote it in my review, were you really ever a Halloween fan? If you're going right. to sit here and say in a franchise that has, like, Curse of Michael Myers or Rob Zombie shit or Resurrection or Re- Re- Revenge of Michael Myers, are you really going to say that you're a Halloween fan where you're saying that there's better than made movies in Halloween 2? I mean, this new Halloween? I, I you know. Like, I think, like, I think H2O is about to make a resurgence because people keep bringing that one up. They're like, oh, they did this so much better in H2O. Like, they, like and I'm like, I'm like, I don't know how you can look at that. It's not even, like, a fully – it's fun. It's entertaining, but it's not really a fully formed movie. It goes it's to – no, go ahead, Jim. Sorry, it's like less than ninety minutes or about ninety minutes, and like it, there are aspects of it that are good. But I just don't. I, I don't know. Like maybe some people prefer like it not trying so hard to be a good movie, and they just want it to be an entertaining, like scary movie. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know. I think that, yeah, that's the only way I can think of it. But there, are, I mean, there are people I know that love it. There are certain people that review stuff on Instagram that. Thankfully, they I read their reviews and they really liked it. But there are a few other people that like are, that were if they didn't hate it, they like kind of like fell in the middle of like oh, there's some things I enjoyed, but I was like slightly disappointed. I kind of feel like they're in the same league as like Jen almost. 
Yeah, like I, I never compared it to any of the other sequels. The only thing that I think I held it to a little bit of the standard was the first movie because I really love the first movie. So, you know, when everyone was saying like, oh, this is going to be so good and, you know, John Carpenter got involved with this and with that. So I'm like, okay, like this should be good. Like this. So that's also why, like, I just felt like in the beginning it was a little like, eh for me and then but on upon the second watch it got better it still won't beat the first one in my book but and i well, think yeah. a lot halloween, of books halloween is our number ones so. um yeah so now do you think there's enough so right now it's at 126 million domestic um blumhouse's highest grossing movie is get out at 176 that's just domestic i think it'll get there is this there week, enough gas? This, this week is going to help it a lot. And then it was going to, you know, fall substantially. But I think this week with Halloween being this week, I think it's going to have a long life. And the fact that it's on IMAX this whole week, that's going to help it a lot, too. Yeah. So uh, my buddy saw it. He said it's not there's no real difference. I was going to go see it today on IMAX, but um, because he told me there's not real big difference and it was a fucking commute and a half. I was like, ah, I'll pass Um, if it get, if it starts playing local before the end of the week then i'll go see it but uh yeah that pretty much wraps it up wraps everything up for the month of october uh i teased a little something earlier g next week i am going to give all of us a list this is our homework and we're going to recast classic films next are we gonna get this list ahead of time yeah i'll give it to you ahead of time okay so everyone (laughs) so i'm going to we're going to recast some of our classic and i thought of this idea since clue since Clues is getting remade and it's a Ugh. classic to a lot of us, I'm going to see what we can recast and destroy ourselves. So, are they going to be like all types of movies, like different? Like... Oh yeah, like I'll give a spoiler on my end. I'm going to do The Godfather. I'm going to recast The Godfather, <sighs> and I think The Godfather is like the goat He's of like, movies. Leo. <laughs> actually, Leo, Leo is Leo is actually in my head for Michael Corleone mm. or Sonny. I haven't decided yet. Jen's gonna cast Leo in everything. Everything. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what we decide next week. So, G, thanks for joining us. Uh, hi, Jen. Hi. Uh, <laughs> Halloween Bye. Resurrection is the worst out of the bunch. Uh, happy Halloween to everybody, and happy see Halloween. you next week. Thanks for listening. You can find our show notes and more at realtalking.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Real Chronicles. Love what you hear. Leave us a review and tell your friends. If you have a topic you want us to cover, shoot us an email at realtalkinc at gmail.com. Until next Monday, keep it real.